0: Greetings listeners and welcome to another episode of The Story Never Ends, the podcast where we reread our favourite books and watch their adaptations. I'm Audrey. And I'm Tinashe. And last episode we discussed the film adaptation of Harry Potter and the Prison of Azkaban, which is the third film in the HP series. And in this episode we discussed the fourth book, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. We will share our thoughts on the book, including what we liked, what we didn't like, what surprised us and some extra little things we think are worthy of mentioning. But before we dive in, it's time to talk about some news from the Harry Potter world, but also just catch up as friends because, Miss um, Tinashe, how are you? We're recording <laughs> in remote locations today.
1: It's been a while, a long time. Yes. Like when we first even discussed um, doing the book and it almost, I could say two months, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the release two months, yeah. Yeah, and wow. <laughs> it's it's been a while. <laughs> it's taken a long time. And I want Audrey to explain why it's taking so but long. She confessed to love in particular. So yeah, explain I, yourself. But the thing is, it's not really my fault,
0: it's things that were happening in my life, and I just didn't have time.
1: And uh uh-uh. the way you move through book three. That was impressive. That's true. That's true. Yeah.
0: But I think yeah. that's because it's a smaller book as well. To be honest, Corporal Fire is, as much as it's also a quick read, because once you start getting into it, the story moves very quickly. You're almost like, what? They're already up to the third task. But then it just is a big book. Like the chapters are longer. You can't Definitely. just comp- you can't just fun. say, oh, I'll read one chapter every night or something if you don't have the time. Because I I remember I tried to do that one night and I just went through like a third of the, one chapter and I was like, "Nah, I'm going to bed. <laughs> it's
1: too long." <laughs>
0: but it's a re- It's a good book, so I, I get. I, I you know, what? I regret delaying it. To so this, I got yeah. stuck on
1: the first page of the book. <laughs> <laughs> I was still a little Hamilton when you were talking about the U ball. <laughs> <laughs> you hadn't
0: even gotten onto the hogwarts train No, we were having bud. <laughs> but no. hey at least we're here to, to you know we're, we're doing it now and the recording so i guess you know like i said before we dive in some harry potter world news i suppose mm. i guess some anniversaries passed in terms of just in the harry potter world you've got the first anniversary or oh, the first is the anniversary of the release of the chamber of secrets book which was released on the 2nd of july And then the second one is Dumbledore's death, which in the timeline of the story happened on the 30th of June, 1997. So, you know, just remembering Mr. Dumbledore, who I'm really interested. This book kind of begins some of that extra analysis for me of Dumbledore because certain things get mentioned in this book. And I think you actually should have read, I think one chapter ahead of where you stopped, because if you oh. had gone one chapter ahead, but it will get to trust me. When you when we talk about it, and then you will read it, it will make sense. So that yeah, for the yeah. film, at least, when we do do the like, film adaptation, even,
1: even you're saying that even the last chapter I listened to, which is um, which is the second last, second to last chapter. I think anyway, it's the third to last because it's he yeah. says that I'm like, yeah, with the things I know now,
0: <laughs> exactly
1: exactly i'm getting a double meaning from everything yeah yeah exactly yeah i'm over analyzing everything he says everything he does yep
0: yeah so yeah so anyway may his soul continue to rest in peace in the eternal universe of the Harry Potter world (laughs) and then another piece of news was uh, like i was telling you Tinashe i discovered the um fan film called mudblood that was released sometime last this year february or something Mm -hmm. and i highly recommend people to check this out it's produced by this studio called conrad studios they've released both parts now as of this video as of us recording uh i haven't watched part two but i watched part one and generally the synopsis i guess is that there's a character who flees uh hogwarts so it's a non-canon character who flees hogwarts and is being persecuted by the death eaters in north america so i think it's set around let's see um it follows the the canon plot, but it's not tied to what's happening exactly in canon because it features, like, Bellatrix Lestrange and stuff. So I think it's, like, after the fall of um, Voldemort, but before mm. Harry Potter was born or something like that. I can't remember. Some, some timeline in there. But yeah. Voldemort and Bellatrix are the characters that are name-dropped, particularly. And actually, it's set around book six or, se- or seven, just before Voldemort. Like returns completely, like for during that fifth book weird moment that happened. If anyway, when we get to the fifth movie, I mean, it, sense.
1: before the Wizarding World knows that the, he's back. No, yes, uh, yes, okay. yes. That's yeah. what I meant to say.
0: So yeah, it was just well produced, well acted. I just I appreciate when people put effort into adding something to the Harry Potter world that's original, because obviously a lot of fan films get made about core things like the Marauders and all that stuff. But there's like an original story, and they did it pretty well. Even like some of the spell work, I was like. The movies could have done with a lot more spells and whatever. Is it,
1: is it uh, animation or? No, it's 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 live action. Yeah, it's live action. Okay. Yeah, live it's live action. action. Okay. So,
0: yeah, it's pretty good. But it is set in the American setting, so it's a bit annoying because they try to do some British accents and I'm like, you should have just stuck to the American accents. <laughs> but I'm not bagging on the film. Either way, people check it out. And then the, the, I guess the third final piece is that, One of my favorite fan fictions, uh, which is a Dramani fan fiction, is being made into a fan film. Uh, The way I mock
1: you throughout (laughs) this podcast.
2: I know. I know.
0: uh, Recording.
1: Wow. I know.
0: Draco. The Draco of Canon is not the Draco that I look at anymore. I just look at this. Draco that people ended up reincarnating and making their own because the Draco of Canon is an embarrassment to the Dremayne fandom anyway. But there's a fan film being made. Right. (laughs) There's a fan film being made for a fan fiction called The Auction. And I think I told you about this before. That's It's set in a dystopian type world where Voldemort wins and the female characters in Harry Potter, as well as the main male characters, they get auctioned, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, they're actually... Producing a proper, proper, and it's 41 chapters. And they're saying they're following every part of the plot, so I don't know how long this Wait, film is did gonna you say be. It's being filmed, they are making a film, oh, yes.
1: Wow. yes, yes, yes. Okay. maybe in, in that scenario, that's when I would actually read it, yeah. I, I, I,
0: I, if you, um, sorry, my mic went the other way. If you are interested, definitely it's worth checking out, like okay, it's, it's worth the check it out, so yeah. I highly recommend it. Anyway, sorry, that was a mic bleep. So now, Tinashe, can you give our listeners a refresher of the plot of Goblet of Fire?
1: Okay. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry. If you hear me sniffling for some reason, I'm now getting the sniffles and I don't understand. (laughs) Anywho, uh, the synopsis uh, of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire It is the summer holidays and soon Harry Potter will be starting his fourth year at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Harry is counting the days. There are new spells to be learned, more Quidditch to be played, and Hogwarts Castle to continue exploring. But Harry needs to be careful. There are unexpected dangers lurking. Then there's a part about JK Rowling something, Mm -hmm. something. (laughs) And then... From the Black Heart of Voldemort to the Fever Pitch Excitement. No, no, that's a review. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, i This is why I prefer the blurb on my other version of the yeah, book. No, this one is not so... Because so, uh... on this
0: one, okay, I guess I'll, I'll do another one and then we'll do the transition to start. So, yeah. mind you, I should probably not even say that for the recording, but it's fine. <laughs> anyway, when Harry Potter wakes one morning with a searing pain in the lightning-shaped scar on his forehead, he's not sure what it means. All he knows is that the last time it happened, Lord Voldemort was close by. Three days later, the Quidditch World Cup ends in carnage at the hands of the Dark Lord's followers and Harry steals himself for more trouble ahead. Back at Hogwarts for his fourth year, Harry is astonished to be chosen by the Goblet of Fire to represent the school in the Triwizard Tournament. The competition is dangerous; the tasks terrifying, and true courage is no guarantee of survival, especially when the darkest forces are on the rise. Dot dot dot. But I think it also spoils because technically, him being chosen to be in the Triwizard Tournament, everything is not meant to be revealed I feel like until they could later.
1: Taking uh, a bit of the synopsis in, in this uh, version of the book. If yeah. We end up, if we end up uh, <laughs> showing a video of this <laughs> and um, the one from your book, and just kind of meshed it together because this one doesn't tell you much. Yeah, no, that's true. A little bit that's too true. much. That's true. That's true. Wait,
0: yeah. wait. It wanted me to record the video. I'm just recording the audio.
1: Oh my bad. Oh okay. no.
0: That's uh, no. That's okay. I didn't know you wanted us to record. <laughs> no, it. I, no,
1: I thought we were recording the video as well. Oh yeah, no, yeah. because
0: this one doesn't allow. I don't think.
1: Um, no, that, that's fine. I think the next time we. We do it with, uh, we'll that's try why Zoom Yeah, again Zoom, yeah. This. That's why Zoom yeah, was yeah, ideal. Yeah. Sorry about that. Now that I realized that it was actually, the microphone was actually picking up my voice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to cut this. Are we going to cut this? You <laughs> can stop now and just start again on Zoom if you yeah. want. No, 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 no. No, not this. I mean, all this. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let's just transition. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, so what are our general thoughts on the book?
1: Um, I think I'd only written one thing because I thought I would come back when I finished reading the book to <laughs> add more. Um but I'll just say I if at first I just couldn't get into the book as I as I told you. I don't know what it was. Um well, some of the thing was I was into fan fiction at the time, so I was getting distracted with fan fiction. And then when I eventually started reading, um, I realized it's a very long book. Um, Listening to it through audio really helped. I moved quite quickly compared to when I was actually reading myself. But um, one thought I had was I generally forgot that we first see Harry the Dursleys and go straight into being with the Weasleys and heading to the Quidditch Club Mm. because the film as i said the film for the last thing i saw of the harry potter world so that's the that's the um that's what i remember mm, mm. and i really enjoyed him tormenting the death list before heading back to school like it's, it's his little favorite pastime now <laughs> that kid that kid and his sass uh, this is crazy. Yes, it's
0: crazy it's crazy sass yeah it's crazy um but yeah
1: that's all okay. For me,
0: general thoughts. Um, I guess you know, yes, like you were saying, the opening of the book actually surprises you because it doesn't even open. Um, I mean, obviously J.K. always starts her books outside of the Muggle, the the Wizarding world. So this one, but then she also always starts it sometimes, even. I think, is this one the first one where she even starts it removed from Harry? Like, because she usually starts Harry within the Muggle world, but it's Harry's perspective. Yeah. Yeah, but then this yeah. one is actually not even Harry-centric. So that's, yeah. that's an, an additional nice... T- I, I think she does yeah. that again with um, the sixth book and the seventh book. But we'll get to that when we get to that. But anyway, it has a lot of plates spinning, this book. JK was just at her spinning plate best because there were just so many plot points, threads going on, and they still managed to have, like, a very smooth landing, which was mm, very mm, impressive mm. for me. The yeah. way the characters are introduced as well and they're called back to from previous installments was just impressive. And then the red herrings as well, you know, the things that make you think, okay, this is the bad guy, but then you find out later, na, na, nah, They were just, like, a little fixture of who the actual actor is. Yeah, yeah. And then the mystery of just who put Harry Potter's name in the Goblet of fire, even though you already know, you still are like, How did it happen? kind of thing. Like you already know who the villain is because we've read these books before. It's not like a new story. But it's still very much an interesting story.
1: But but you're saying that I was even sometimes drawn into the moody slash buddy crouch of it all, thinking that the moment I was like I think he must be really proud that Harry, you know, got through the uh that part of the task yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. you know, Relief, But I know why he's happy. But part of me is already kind of forgetting that why he's, he's like happy. the ba- exactly, exactly because yeah. J.K. embeds it in such
0: a way that he's not always constantly there. But when he is mm. there, that's when you have to like catch yourself and be like, oh my god, wait! But that is a bad guy. Like oh, <laughs> yes, why yes. are we like <laughs> constant vigilance? You know, it's so funny. It's so- <laughs> But either way, like what I say, you're still invested in the story even when you know the the, the, the ending. And then yeah. also, I guess because I listened to the audio book, but the narration style as well as even when you're reading it, the humor, like there's just these inflections of humor that these characters – I'm just like, J.K., how is J.K. such a comedian? Like the things that these characters say will get to Ron when we get yeah. to Ron. <laughs> but this is the book which has one of my favorite lines,
1: which we'll get to –
0: Later, oh, okay. you yeah, did, you yeah. you
1: missed it. Do you ever to just I, drop I, it? Maybe because I ha- I went through oh, okay. a gamut of emotions okay. when it comes to Ron. Okay. Well, well, I will I will. You okay. know how you are saying. I know. You? I- why you are saying to me that it's the film clouding your judgment? Yeah. Blah, blah, the way you view Ron, but. No. Yeah,
0: it's just wrong. No. It's just wrong. Yeah. No, but I give you. But I thought. But I think when we get to it, I think the book does it in a more organic way. The difference. That's uh, the difference for uh, me with the film. The film kind of just ended up making him like a punching bag. whereas yeah, yeah. The book's kind of like anyway. That's we'll get to that. And then also, um,
1: Troy, I, I, can I go on. Uh, when you're talking about the narration, are we able to link to? Yeah, audible? I do have the. I do have the. Yeah, audible, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, particularly when uh, he's announcing um, the. Qu- when he's announcing at the Quidditch World Cup, yeah, I've like, got I've as in Ludo it. Bagman, Ludo Bagman. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah, you yeah. want me to? So well, I think that's
0: yeah. When we get to that chapter, just prompt me. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I've yeah. got some parts when I was like the audio. We'll get to that. We'll play the okay. audio. Sorry when we okay, get. Cool. And then also, um, I I said that this book should be called Puberty Blues because there's an Australian TV show called Puberty Blues, which show, which oh. focused on young people, obviously in puberty and growing up. And this book is literally that. Young people, crazy hormonal, crazy crushes and <laughs> love triangles and just jealousy. Love it. Love it. It will love still drop you up in here. Oh my god. Like seriously. The Rod and Hermione dynamic of it all was just so crazy. Like you guys just Get a moment in a broomstick closet and get your feelings Excuse out.
1: Me? Excuse me? Excuse me? No. No, thank you. Leave money alone. You see, my girl I... was living her best life. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Um, we'll get to this when we we'll talk about shipping. We'll, t- we'll
0: get to this when we talk about shipping. But I also love that we finally get to see Dumbledore showing that power. Like his power is now manifesting and really showing itself because obviously that manifests at the end. We'll get to that. But I l- at the opposite end, you've then got Cornelius Fudge, who we will get into when we get to yeah, that. Yeah. But then more than anything, also, I appreciated being just being able to revisit the, the – the like, as much as it drags to read sometimes the book because life gets in the way, it's mm. just such a familiar world. Like, I just – I'm like, oh, my God. And there's still things that shock me, especially because the movie, even without watching it, I already know it did not do, do this book justice. Yeah. But I just – yeah, I felt so invested. So that's enough for me, I guess, from the general thoughts. Uh, for you, what did you like? You know what? Oh, you know actually, that's not how we're doing this segment, is it? We're just gonna now break down, break down chapter, what we liked or kinda, we didn't like, chapter by chapter,
1: chapter by on. chapter. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's gonna be mixed with likes and not yeah. particularly likes or dislikes, but more like the things I found interesting. Yeah, the, the about, things we yeah, drew yeah. from. So, yeah, I guess that, to that, the that, listeners, yeah, yeah, exactly. we, we're yeah. changing
0: our format from just being for the books, what we liked and what we didn't like. We're just now, like, when we're talking about the books, we're just breaking it down, sort of picking out things chapter by chapter. And then when we do the movie, that's when we really have the proper breakdown of what we liked, what we didn't like, because it's easier to distinguish from the film and the book. So you can go first from, I guess,
1: chapter one, breaking it down. Yeah. Um, so, um, I love the name of the village, Little Hangleton. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And the, so it was just a little town. Then it's part of Great Hangleton. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are the names? And it kind of rhymes um, with the name of the pub as well, The hanged man, which reminded <laughs> me of the hanging song in Hunger Games. I actually ah, had to that's yes. up. that's oh, yeah. true. That's true. And, and as I'm looking at the lyrics of uh, that song. I'm like, hmm. Some of the lyrics are really interesting. like. But no, that like, song is about suicide. Like a couple. It's about suicide. Yeah, it's, oh, a, it's wow. about a couple. Yeah,
0: yeah. So the guy is saying, come and let's just kill each other because, you know, this world is terrible kind of thing. Like it's it's actually about a couple committing suicide. yeah
1: okay, for
0: real? Yeah. I, I I looked it up too and I was like, oh, but yeah, it is actually about suicide. Because
1: anyway. the a problem that they're strung up a man. Yep, that's, that the is,
0: yeah, that's, ah. that's, that's about suicide.
1: When we do the Hunger Games, which will be now closer to getting to... We would talk about that song. Yeah. yeah anyway. I, I love that song, honestly. Yeah. Me too, yeah. Um and then um Frank having seen um what does they describe seeing a teenage boy, stranger, dark haired and pale, he definitely did see Rito. And I'm glad Rito didn't see him then mm. either. Otherwise, poor Frank <laughs> and I try have do a eulogy after reading comments. Here lies Frank Bryce. <laughs> um, so Frank was like somebody in a in in a horror movie, right? Yeah. When he goes up to the room and he sees uh Wormtail, Wormtail and Voldemort talking, not that not that he knows who they are, mm-hmm. but their conversation is very sus, very suspicious. Mm. They're talking about murder. They're talking about planning more murder. And I'm like. Dude, get out of there, Frank. What are you even doing? He's like, a, he's a warvet. Huh? He's a much. War vet. He's lived his life already. He's gone through trauma. Why are you doing this to yourself, Frank? But plot needs plot. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Because
1: yeah. remember at the
0: end when he says, I guess because maybe you're listening to really fast. I don't know if you picked up. He does Our say, he, still reading. yeah. Yeah. Oh, because when he comes out of the that connection that they do he's like oh so he really was a wizard because at the <laughs> time he's like questioning what am I not hearing properly in the movie when we watch it you actually do see him like picking out his ear thing and like knocking it yeah, against his hand just yeah, cause he's like what yeah, the heck am I hearing yeah, but yeah, anyway yeah. sorry you can continue
1: yeah and um just ill on milking Nagini, and mm. I didn't want to look up I didn't want to look up if you know um snakes have like you know milk ducts or anything because snakes just scare me (laughs) were you curious or was that just me no i didn't really think about it that
0: deeply i think i just sort of went "Mm, whatever
1: (laughs) let's just let's just move on
0: yeah Um, let's
1: just move on for the first chapter initially i thought the uh the two faithful servants that he was talking about were Barty Crouch and Severus Snape. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And at the end, he's like, um, when he regenerated and he's talking to Harry, um, that he's got, um, there is one faithful servant, one cowardly servant. Mm. And yeah, I can't remember the other one who returned to me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like the, no, no one cowardly servant, one faithful servant and one who i feel is lost to me forever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah lost to me i thought that was severus mm-hmm. uh, uh faithful batty and cowardly Kakarov. yeah ah, so yeah, uh, that's what true. is if the two faithful servants so is does it mean when to be honest i think i'll
0: have to rejig my memory when we get sort of close to that chapter because i don't
1: i'm trying to find now no, that's the first chapter Oh. That's the first chapter, like uh when he was talking to one Oh, because I'm upon. comparing it
0: to when he then when Harry goes to the graveyard and then yes, in the death yes, eaters. Yes, he's yes, yeah, yes. yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure anyway. Uh don't wanna keep dragging on the one point. Um, and I also found it interesting how Lord Voldemort, though I have him as LV up in here, um, could verbally express how weak he was to Wemtell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like he, he did not even deign to hide it, like Wemtol does not even factor to him mm. like, as a threat. Like, I'm like, if I was Wemtel, <sighs> Voldemort looks weak. <laughs> Sure, yeah. would it be easier to
0: kill him off? That's but... the slave mindset right there, like yes. in terms of yes. him yes. just not yeah. having that mentality to be like, "I can kill him." His, his fear is so entrenched that he can't even fathom killing him, even though Voldemort is just good as good as dead. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a, that's all I have for the first okay. part of
0: the. Funny enough, uh, for first sorry, chapter, I have a number of notes in the sense that I was like, I like the obviously the ingenuity of JK. I hate always saying JK because I feel like a lot of people will be thinking we're hyping her up and, you know, she's been a problematic figure at the moment, but we're just hyping up her in that moment when she was writing Goblet of Fire and she decided to make these choices. Whatever happened as a view for her after the fact, I don't care. I'm just acknowledging what she has done right in this work i just thought mm. to put it out there because you never yeah. know who's listening who'll be like oh my god you're supporting JKR." no 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 <laughs> we just support the work that has been done and the author unfortunately we can separate her but we can't separate her when she was writing the story but anyways so i appreciate the way that it was opened in the place where it ended in the sense of the showdown between harry started in little Hangington, harry comes back I mean, Harry gets there at the end and they show down in Little Hangouton as well. So that circularity is it's very appreciated. And then I also have a distinct memory of reading Goblet of Fire for the first time and wondering why it started where it started. Because mm-hmm. I hadn't read Harry Potter books before. Yeah. Book seven comes out. My friends are like to me, oh, you should really like just read it from book one, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, cool. So I don't know why Goblet of Fire is the one book that sticks out to me because it started out not – where Harry is, the perspective, like what we said before. So I think I just really, that, you know, it just sticks out to me. And then also, like what you were saying, the the first page outlines the depths of, like, Voldemort's hate. Like, Mm -hmm. he took the life of his own, you know, flesh and blood in the most despicable way by just
1: killing them. And and, and as I say, he was still, what does Frank say? I think he was, he still looked like a teenager. Yeah, yeah. A teenager, like, that's how
0: evil at that uh, that young age and then you know that evil that he essentially released on on the riddle household is just permeated through and prevented anyone from living there right but then also i love that we as the audience get to know voldemort's plan Mm. like that he's planning something at the world cup that it will potentially lead to Harry Potter's death, but we don't know what it is. And that suspense and that mystery kind of just adds or is effective because then the characters don't know what is going on. Yeah. But we know, but we still even then don't know all the details, but it still kind of keeps you going like, Oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? But, um, I don't what, like what you said, the mystery of the faithful servant. That's also something at the start. Cause now we, at the end, you know, but before yeah. that you're like, who's the faithful servant? We don't know. We don't know. And I'm going to touch on this when we get to the film because there's some, the film did it really weirdly, but anyway, maybe it made sense. Oh, in the sense yeah, of the film. yeah. And then I love that Voldemort gives it away that Wormtail will, will lose his right hand. He literally says, I will allow you to perform an essential task for me. One that many of my followers would give their right hands to perform.
1: And then he follows it this up with this man is cruel. Literally, like and I think I read something about cruel amusement, and I'm like, this man is having a ball. Like. And then he's <laughs> like, he's like,
0: ah, wormtail, you don't want me to spoil the surprise. Your part will come at the very end. Literally, just yeah. giving us the plot. Love it. But yeah. then also, I am forever haunted by JKR's poor decision to give Nagini a backstory in the Fantastic Beasts movies. <laughs>
1: At this point, I still haven't seen Fantastic Beasts.
0: Literally. <laughs> literally. You mean uh, you haven't seen Crim- Crimes of Good Road. You've seen Fantastic Beasts, but not yes, Crimes yes, of Good Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, I sha not get too much into it because I'll be wasting time. But I don't want... No, ex- I...
1: no, explain yourself. So what do you mean Because you don't...
0: Yeah, she decided to make Nagini be an Asian woman of Indonesian origins who's mm. a... The name just escaped me. Something about a... Melodacta something, something. So oh, yeah, the yeah, woman yeah. has a condition that will forever, at some point, then make her a snake permanently. Hmm.
1: Because every time she turns into a snake, it yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the problem is,
0: she makes her a sympathetic character in a way. Like we haven't really gotten her fleshed out yet in the movies, but she's hmm. a sympathetic character. Why then do I want to picture her as a snake forever and ever? Because I would... It, it, maybe she's doing it in the sense that we would come to understand why Nagini is how she is because like, I think she loses her humanity but it doesn't make things better because at the end of the day all I'm thinking is this poor lady got stuck as a snake and had to be a pet for like the worst human being in the world being milked and used for his own bidding it just, it, it kind of just took away, like she should have just when been a snake and
1: she's still like a, no, a, in a good In Crimes person. of
0: Grindelwald she's still a good good person, yes. She's actually on the good side because, yeah, anyway, you have to watch it to know what Mm. I mean. But I just, yeah, I don't understand. And then, like what you said, poor Frank Bryce. If only he had not woken up because of that bed leg, he would have been alive. He would have Mm. been alive. He would have been Mm. alive. But maybe he would have died eventually, so who knows. Mm. But then also, I love that they're now hinting more and more at the connection between Harry and Voldemort in terms of the scar hurting and stuff at the end. But I do wonder why Voldemort had to make such an elaborate plan <laughs> to get Harry Potter <laughs> to no, the freaking I graveyard. Just, I thought the plan was
1: freaking genius. Really? I was like, oh,
0: come on, man.
1: There's no, so no, many like to, things that be would have been able to get Harry. You no, still couldn't get Harry. I get
0: that, but what I'm saying mm-hmm. is what's funny is there's so many things that could have gone wrong and we are hinted, they are hinted that so many things could have gone wrong. But it's
1: and just there like, are some things that well, not go wrong exactly but there are plans i Get diverted a little bit sometimes, but mm. I suppose everything kind of goes right for them. Yeah. I
0: suppose so. Yeah, but it just, I just thought it was very interesting. But anyway, I don't want to, I guess we have to speed this up. Otherwise, it'll be like a 10 hour podcast. So yeah, let's yeah. move on to chapter two.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I can't remember what had happened for Harry to say this, but it, it was referring to the death list And the quote is on page 23 they knew perfectly well. That is an underage wizard. Harry wasn't allowed to use magic outside of Hogwarts, mm-hmm. but we're still up to blame him for anything that went wrong about the house. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, So Harry was complaining about this. Like, I-, I don't know what had happened now. Damn. But I was like, my guy, just last year, last year, you blew up and March. And then the whole world cheered. Could to you but harry that happened just last year <laughs> <laughs> that's why they blame you for everything yeah the deadlies uh,
0: are traumatized by harry potter seriously
1: yeah Now speaking of the dream that you you touched on a little bit mm. the dream that reverberates throughout the whole freaking book mm, mm. the fact that I know he forgot some details about it right especially when he goes to the to to the um Weasleys and Betha's name is mentioned and whatnot I'm like please I hope that jogs your memory and because of plot as well yeah but um <laughs> I feel like he he didn't wanna he didn't wanna send um wait hold on. Who didn't he want to send? So, as I said, Harry was um, having this dream. And the fact that at first, the didn't want even want to send the letter to Dumbledore. Like, make it make sense, bro. Like, considering the things that he's gone through the past yep. three years, yep. I would feel like anything that even hints at Dumbledore, I mean, if that even hints at Lord Voldemort, mm. that he would immediately inform someone which I'm glad that eventually he did think of serious. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But then it was like, and it I, took him a while. <laughs> yeah, it took him a while. But I feel like then that's also explained by the fact that he's never had somebody like serious. Yeah, he's no, never I, actually, someone...
2: I actually
0: have audio. If you don't mind me playing it, I actually have audio that I queued up for that part because it really touched me. Because I said it kind of highlights that overwhelming sense of loss and longing Yes. and yes. need for parental support that Harry kind of needed, and how much Sirius has filled that void to an extent. Mm. So just mm. let me queue up the audio for that.
3: um ...of curses as far as Harry knew. In any case, Harry didn't like the idea of the whole Weasley family, knowing that he, Harry, was getting jumpy about a few moments' pain. Mrs. Weasley would fuss worse than Hermione, and Fred and George, Ron's 16-year-old twin brothers, might think Harry was losing his nerve... The Weasleys were Harry's favourite family in the world. He was hoping that they might invite him to stay any time now. Ron had mentioned something about the Quidditch World Cup, and he somehow didn't want his visit punctuated with anxious inquiries about his scar. Harry kneaded his forehead with his knuckles. What he really wanted, and it felt almost shameful to admit it to himself, was someone like... someone like a parent, an adult wizard whose advice he could ask without feeling stupid, someone who cared about him, who had had experience of dark magic. And then the solution came to him. It was so simple and so obvious that he couldn't believe it had taken so long. Serious. (laughs) Harry leapt up from the bed, hurried across the room, and sat down at his desk.
0: Anyway, that was just a little extract from the audiobook with Stephen yeah. Fry's voice. But I just love that, like, that realisation is like, oh, I have somebody. But it yeah. took him so long because he's not used to having somebody. Nah, oh, nah. Poor thing. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. The fact that he didn't want to bother the the Weasleys yeah. as well, yeah. like, yeah. You know, even though despite how close that he's growing mm-hmm. uh, to them, um, he felt like something like this was just,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because actually, but you know what, though? touching on the dream, how much, because I have I contend with this throughout the book. Mm. Was it an external experience where he was like a fly on the wall? Was he seeing through Voldemort's eyes? Because he talks about seeing Voldemort's form, so he can't be Voldemort himself, but he's seeing the dream. So how is he seeing the dream? Because the way I've understood In, their it connection... I don't know. I don't no, know. No, but Nakini is not there when... um. The snake well, kind of slithers in in the in the dream. Harry is seeing Frank seeing the snake. So I'm like, is he dreaming as if he's seeing this scene happening as an like a, a hovering thing? Or yeah, that is strange. That I, I I couldn't Did you look even, it up. I multi, I didn't actually, unfortunately, look it up. But maybe uh-huh. when we by the time we watch the film, I will have looked into it. I will actually put a question mark on that
1: just to highlight it because I just yeah I, c- I couldn't figure it out. How does he? From what angle is he? What is he seeing this? I think even I think, and even Dumbledore asked him that at some point. But within, that's in yeah. the,
0: the in the fifth book where it's established that he sort of gets into Harry uh, Voldemort's head and he mm. dreams things. But I've never understood how does he see what's going on? Does he see through Harry? Like yeah. Anyway, listeners or anybody figure it out for us, but we're we'll also trying yeah. to figure it out ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't, I just had that question. Mm, but also mm. i love how harry potter wonders where dumbledore goes
1: for the summer because it just kind of <laughs> left me wondering like where does he go <laughs> <laughs> fan fiction fills that void for the rest of us <laughs> does he go to a beach somewhere in australia you yeah. must <laughs> he's, his brother Aberforth, who we who was actually mentioned in mm, this book mm. has he ever been mentioned in the other books i don't think he had
0: by this point nah. so this is like nah. one of the first times i think that he's mentioned
1: oh Wait no no he's not even mentioned on I was saying I was thinking maybe on the um, that frog card or card frogs ah uh, okay I don't think so, yeah. don't no, think no, so. no 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 yeah.
0: that's why the seventh book is so shocking because that's when Dumbledore's life is really like put on display because before that like hardly anybody knew that his brother literally worked in Hogsmeade as well like.
1: they didn't even like the name drops in this
0: book like exactly that's what i said
1: right They they later like literally they seem
0: insignificant but they come Mm. to mean something later Mm. on which is crazy Mm. but also i loved um i was gonna say when how i replayed some of that audio from the book if you notice how you're sort of like imagining what the people would react as I love how Harry, I mean, Hermione and Ron were reintroduced technically in this chapter, even though they were not in the chapter, but Harry thinks of them. But he mm. thinks of them as how he would see them saying certain things or doing certain things. Because yeah. when he mentions Hermione, he's like, Hermione will probably write me a letter going, oh my God, Harry, write your Dumbledore right now, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so it's like they just come through. He loves his friends. <laughs> he knows his friends. He knows his friends.
1: Yeah, Yeah. but yeah.
0: Anyway, um, I don't know if you had any more. I think that was it for
1: me. Um, the other part was how hilarious, how hilarious that private drive chapter was. (laughs) Can't remember what was it called. The scar chapter two. No, no. Uh, it was called the invitation. Oh, but that's chapter three. So I guess we're moving into
0: chapter three. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, well, I haven't, when I, when I did my notes, I, oh, I'm knocking the. when I did my notes, I didn't actually say this is chapter one, chapter two. I felt like that was going to take even longer. Oh, okay. So so you just go through your points then. Oh, okay, cool, cool.
0: So when you, I hope we can blend it together. Oh God, we need to, we need to get a little bit better at this. (laughs) We need to get it together. But okay. So (laughs) what were you saying about the invitation?
1: Oh, okay. Um, so, um. I loved how Harry was assessing Uncle Vernon. Mm-hmm. I convincing. actually have the audio
0: cue-, cue back for that as well. So, oh, want.
1: thank you. Thank you. Because now I don't have to read it. Okay, good. Interventing him uh with uh, the Wizarding World vernacular, especially when he would say broom or owls. And Uncle Venom would just fly into a rage <laughs> and be like, stop, stop, stop. Like as if he was being cursed or something. And how Harry you know, was just been calculating and uh, manipulating. Yes. Yeah. I, so I was just so proud of him. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but
1: I don't have
0: all the audio. Where I queue up from is where uncle Vernon is deciding whether to let Harry Potter go to the world cup or not. Cause that chapter, just, that part just cracked me up because. Oh,
1: that, 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 yeah. That, that's the part. That's I the part. Okay. Cool. Yeah, cool. Cool. Yeah. But I guess
0: before I get into that, I was going to say, I loved in, I loved particularly how the mention of uncle Vernon reading the daily mail just had me cackling because yeah for those who know the daily mail which is also known as the daily fail oh, yeah. is one of the worst tabloids in the world one of the worst like it literally isn't pick just, up on that it's <laughs> abominable what they do with that tabloid right but the fact that they print sensational gossip stories and all that stuff and uncle vernon is into it just shows how he is a vile person by nature like he would consider the daily fail as a legitimate source of news and just like gobble up everything it has to, to say right so i just thought that was jkr literally just doing the best because also i guess i don't know if this is true but mm. some of the backstory to maybe her including uncle vernon as a type of person who would read this paper is because jkr was part of that this phone hacking stuff that happened in the late nineties, early two thousands, where these yeah. tabloids were literally targeting her as well as part of the celebrity. Wow. Ah, okay. Yeah, so I think yeah. she was just sort of digging at them in this mm-hmm. way, like a mm-hmm, little subliminal mm-hmm. way, but I just found that hilarious, but I'll queue up the audio for when HP literally manipulates his uncle to get him to go into the world cup but his uncle is also very conflicted about letting him go to the world. Cup. Can I just say this
1: next part as well so that, you know, cuz You know this ties. Yeah. yeah. With one laugh first and then you can just queue that mm-hmm, up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, then there's a um then there's the the whole chapter and a half with the with the you know when the weasleys flew in. I think you're to. going ahead then
0: because then oh, okay. it doesn't make well, sense go. what if okay, we queue you up do the audio. That if then, that's okay. You do that
1: then I'll get yeah. yeah.
0: Because we haven't wrapped up. Because then in this one, I was also going to say. Anyway, let's just let's just cue up the audio. Forgiveness to our listeners. We're we're really trying our best in this remote location. Did,
1: did, yeah. <laughs> well, during COVID? Yeah. <laughs> if, if I feel like I feel like it's so hard for me right now. She's Audrey is used to doing this, but for myself, I'm I can tell. A hard That's time. why going forward, I'm, I'm really... having a hard time. I feel disjointed. I feel disquiet. <laughs> Disconnected from everything, like it shows. Because
0: then we need to make sure we get better with our note taking, so that we can note certain things, so that it just flows. But it's it okay. Is. I forgive you. I forgive you. Anyway, let me cue up the the audio for this uh, particular scene. Let's go. Let's go.
3: So, can I go then? He asked. A slight spasm crossed Uncle Vernon's large purple face. The moustache <laughs> bristled. "'Harry thought he knew what was going on behind the moustache. "'A furious battle as two of Uncle Vernon's most fundamental instincts came into conflict. "'Allowing Harry to go would make Harry happy, "'something Uncle Vernon had struggled against for thirteen years. "'On the other hand, allowing Harry to disappear to the Weasleys for the rest of the summer "'would get rid of him two weeks earlier than anyone could have hoped.' and Uncle Vernon hated having Harry in the house. To give him thinking time, it seemed, he looked down at Mrs Weasley's letter again. "'Who is this woman?' he said, staring at the signature with distaste. "'You've seen her,' said Harry. "'She's my friend Ron's mother. "'She was meeting him off the hog—' Off the school train at the end of last term.
1: You think that if it doesn't he say had Hogwarts. almost said
3: Hogwarts <laughs> Express, and that was a sure way to get his uncle's temper up. Nobody ever mentioned the name of Harry's school aloud in the Dursley household. Uncle Vernon screwed up his enormous face as though trying to remember something very unpleasant. Mm, dumpy sort of woman, he growled finally. Mean of, Loan of children that- with red oh, hair. Good. Me, Harry exactly. frowned. He thought it was a bit rich of Uncle Vernon to call anyone dumpy <laughs> exactly. when his own son <laughs> Dudley had finally achieved what he'd been threatening to do since the age of three and become wider than he was tall. <laughs> Uncle me. Vernon was perusing the letter again. Quidditch, he muttered under his breath. Quidditch? What is this rubbish? Harry felt a second stab of annoyance. It's a sport he said shortly, played on broom. All right, all right, said Uncle Vernon loudly. (laughs) Harry saw, with some satisfaction, that his uncle looked vaguely panicky. Apparently his nerves wouldn't stand the sound of the word broomsticks in his living room. He took refuge in perusing the letter again. Harry saw his lips form the words, Send us your answer in the normal way. He scowled. "'What does she mean, the normal way?' he spat. "'Why is he asking this question?' "'Normal for us,' said Harry, (laughs) and before his uncle could stop him, "'he added, you know, owl post. That's what's normal for wizards.' "'Uncle Vernon looked as outraged as if Harry had just uttered a disgusting swear word. "'Shaking with anger, he shot a nervy look through the window, "'as though expecting to see some of the neighbours with their ears pressed against the glass.' "'How many times do I have to tell you not to mention "'that unnaturalness under my roof?' "'He hissed, his face now a rich plum (laughs) colour. "'You stand there in the clothes Petunia and I "'have put on your ungrateful back.' "'Only after Dudley finished with them,' said Harry coldly, "'and indeed he was dressed in a sweatshirt so large for him "'that he had had to roll back the sleeves five times "'so as to be able to use his hands, "'and which fell past the knees of his extremely baggy jeans. "'I will not be spoken to like that,' said Uncle Vernon, trembling with rage. "'But Harry wasn't going to stand for this.' "'Gone were the days when he had been forced to take every single one of the Dursley's stupid rules. "'He wasn't following Dudley's diet, and he wasn't going to let Uncle Vernon "'stop him going to the Quidditch World Cup, not if he could help it. "'Harry took a deep, steadying breath, and then said, "'Okay, I can't see the World Cup. Can I go now, then?' only i've got a letter to sirius i want to finish you know my godfather <laughs>
1: the trump, cards. He the had trump done card the trump
3: he had said the magic words <laughs> now he watched the purple recede blotchily from uncle vernon's face making it look like badly mixed black-currant ice-cream
0: Anyway, we can't keep going on. But that's what I wanted to finalise with the Trump card that is serious black for Harry. Like he's using him. He's using him. He's using him. But yeah, you're right. That This chapter, man.
1: We're going to cry in book... Dude, uh, dude.
0: this whole book, I was just thinking, God, JK, why did you have to do this? You couldn't even, <sighs> oh my God. It was
1: unnecessary, why are so, you hurting him? So unnecessary.
0: <laughs> but anyway, what were you saying then about the Weasleys coming in to the rescue? Ah, <laughs> and
1: then the, the Weasleys. So, um, let me move that to there. So, the Weasleys try to flow in into the uh, mm-hmm. flu, not fly. <laughs> <laughs> was like wait, what? And then I was like, oh yeah, you mean the yep, yep,
0: yep. yep. I get it. I get um, it. They
1: get stuck in the chimney and crash land into the fireplace after um Mr. Weasley blasted blasted open so that they can not mm-hmm. come to come through. And Dudley, Dudley's dumb dumb man. After his last encounter with uh, with uh, Hagrid. Hagrid, yeah, I think he should be suspicious. And he seemed smart at the beginning when he was hiding and whatnot. But as soon as Fred and George, like you know, strategically drop enchanted candy on the ground, my guy picks it up. Though I can't blame him; he's been on a diet of what was it? What were they eating? Grapefruit. Grapefruit. Yeah. I actually looked it up. Apparently, it's a little. It's bitter.
0: <laughs> I don't think it's a very nice thing to have as a as a diet supplement, you know?
1: <laughs> and I don't know if that was all they were having for, for was it dinner or breakfast? I can't remember. I'm like, what kind of diet is this? Uh yeah. not even the <laughs> Not even like uh, military restaurants are like that.
0: I don't think so. I don't think, so. Yeah. I think the food got to him, you know, his desire for food because
1: exactly it, it's just exactly. It's what it is.
0: But I think one line for me, as much as I love all of that stuff that happened in the Weasley chapter is amazing. Like they just, the way Mr. Weasley is excited about get, getting into a muggle home, him trying to ingratiate yes, himself yes, with, the, yes. with, with the Dursleys. But then when they don't, when he sees that the Dursleys are, are being disrespectful to Harry, he's like, Hello, why aren't you saying goodbye to,
1: you know, your nephew? Harry said goodbye to you. Didn't you hear him? (laughs) Like, (laughs) rude.
0: But I love when they break into the chimney initially and they don't get through and then ron ron comes in he's like what are we doing here has something (laughs) gone wrong and the twins are like oh no ron came fred's voice very sarcastically no this is exactly where we wanted to end up yeah we're having a time (laughs) i don't think so we don't have this trust me the film when i say that you're gonna be disappointed you're gonna be disappointed this is it doesn't even get half as good as this for most of the film. So anyway, we'll talk about that. But yeah, that was all I had on that. On that, I don't know if you had any more stuff.
1: No, no, no. That's all I had.
0: I guess moving on. But then it flows into what I had next, which was I love the setup for the Weasley's wizard wizards thing, like throughout the book kind of thing. Like they've now dropped it as a potential idea for them. But then it then makes sense. It validates what Harry does at the end, by. You haven't read to the end, but at the end, yes. Harry gives no, away no, but his I remember winnings. That. Yes, he yeah, gives I away his that. winnings. Yeah. So I love that the setup of that is already established here, that they're trying yeah. to do something with their business. Yes. So it's yes. pretty cool. But also meeting Bill and
1: Charlie. Hey, hey, let me get started, Oh <laughs> my boys. Huh? I, there are thirst traps in the books. Oh, my God. Oh there my are death traps in the books, yeah um honestly that description of the books like from playing and, and from me playing hogwarts mystery mm. like you know i've developed a level of thirst for these two guys like you know like <laughs> tongue out panting levels kind of thirst wait so know? in hogwarts a mystery they are featured in there they're featured yeah so um we have um the weasleys up to up to the twins yeah Oh, okay okay yeah okay yeah yeah uh, so it won't focus on harry's generation it's just up to the twins and then we also have cedric in there as well um but uh my character is in the same year with uh charlie weasley oh okay okay Okay. and i've been trying to date charlie weasley <laughs> but charlie weasley all what he talks about are dragons and <laughs> he doesn't get the hit <laughs>
0: This is very interesting. You're making me want to bloody play this game just so I can echo to them.
1: <laughs> and and then honestly, they should pay me money,
2: <laughs> dude,
1: um, dude. And also, um, Bill, Bill is uh, is he two years older or a year older than than my character? And he's a very good friend, mm, mm, but it's mm. also like. Like,
2: you know. okay. okay and he's got a fanged
0: earring door. so obviously he's got something going on because floor Delacour. i didn't actually realize <laughs> exactly. this is the book when floor Delacour notices okay. bill
1: when we get to the i'm like oh, no I'm, I'm gonna read the parts i highlighted yes. because they, they, they explain why exactly. these two guys exactly. huh okay so what else did I say? Um, before I start reading, um, and actually looked up fan cast though. I'm gonna discuss this in the, in the in film, the, in the film one, yeah, in the film one. So, and I, if we talk about uh those um. I wish you could link the Twitter post that you send me with. Oh, their, the fan art. art. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's by a draw.
0: She calls, she's called any draw sometimes. E-N-E draws sometimes. Like that's the yeah. Twitter page for that, which Tinashe is referencing this beautiful artwork of all these Harry Potter characters. And one of them is Percy Weasley looking like, a,
1: oh my God. And I'm uh, like, what? What? Level's like, I'm like, if Percy looked like that, in the film right literally <laughs> uh, and that was th- okay i need to um uh, because my mom because was actually talking to me about oh you're yeah, doing a podcast exactly you've never sent me a exactly link? and then she's gonna listen and she's gonna hear me say one of my oh, friends is so i was like
0: oh maybe maybe but anyway now nah, this is our space who cares whoever comes in and listens this is what we do this
1: is who our we are, okay? are too long as well they this won't is even who have to exactly oh, be like God. ah <laughs> But, but Percy is fine
0: because as Because Percy in the books is annoying. He's an annoying yes. git. Annoying git. But in these drawings, he's very, very much a delectable somebody. Yes, sir. Like, yes.
1: spank me, sir. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why are you saying my name? Why are you identifying me? Why are you identifying me? It could have been anybody. <laughs>
0: it could have been anybody between the two of us. People all know whose voice is who, So, sorry, <laughs> darling.
1: My but... My name is Cedric. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as I was saying, um, oh yeah, we'll, I'll talk about that when we do the film part. But the sections that I've marked, um, they're kind of long. 49, 49, 49, 51, but I've marked the sections. Okay, yep. So um, Harry has arrived at the Weasleys and he sees two of the eldest Weasley brothers and immediately identifies them that this is Bill and Charlie mm-hmm. Weasley and it doesn't say who exists. I think it's Charlie who says how are you doing, Harry? And I'm like he's doing fine. <laughs> 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 um, said the nearer of the two grinning at him and holding out his large hand, which Harry shook Feeling calluses and blisters under his fingers. Oh
0: no, Tinashe! No, no, you're not gonna slash this one. <laughs> no, no,
1: no I'm, not, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not slashing it. No. The way you're reading it. <laughs> no, the way I'm reading it, I'm. I'm, I'm more pointing out uh, Charlie's features. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, does cool. it come across as if I'm slashing it? No, no, <laughs> just, just a little bit. Um, this had to be Charlie who worked with the dragons in Romania. Charlie's got a job. (laughs) Uh, Charlie was built like the twins, shorter and stockier than Percy and Ron, who were both long and lanky. He had broad, good-natured face, which was weather bearded and so freckly that he looked, that's just beautiful freckles, beautiful, (laughs) that he looked almost turned. His arms were muscly, and one of them had a large, shiny brand on it, Baby works hard. <laughs> then we get to Bill. Bill got to his feet smiling and also shook Harry's hand. Bill was, there was no other word for it. Cool. <laughs> he was tall with long hair that had been tied back into ponytail. The way long hair and ponytail suits some guys, it has to be a certain guy. It's just not for everybody. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And especially since flu. Is it flu or flow? Flow? It's flow. Flow, flow. I don't know. (laughs) Because I am not speak French. We don't
0: speak French. (laughs) I know they say flow in the movies. Like flow, like as if,
1: but I don't know. know. He was tall with long hair that had been tied back in a ponytail. He was wearing an earring with what looked like a fang dangling from it. His clothes would not have looked out of place at a rock concert. Except that Harry recognized his boots to be made not of leather, but of dragon hide. Dude. How are these boys anything but good? Dude, work dragon home. hide
0: leather boots and Draco Malfoy. Mm. Oh my gosh. Read <laughs> some Dramani fan fiction and you know what I mean. <laughs> but anyway, thank you for that delectable reading of Bill and Charlie Weasley as as cool characters in the you know, being introduced. But yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, the movies. They just no. right out. Be,
1: yeah, cut them right up. Yeah. I will go on my rant when we watch the movie. Yeah,
0: they just cut oh, them right well, up. But in, yes. uh, when they were at the dinner table, I found it very interesting. Obviously, they're trying to tease out the, the Tri Wizard tournament to the children. You know, they, they just teasing you know like oh, something cool is gonna happen in Hogwarts and the kids are like excuse me what is gonna happen you know you can't just tease kids with something they'll obviously be like super curious
1: especially the trio. They're, eye hella curious literally <laughs>
0: literally but then I also love there's a mention that vampires have their own country I'm guessing it's Transylvania because traditionally in like magical things Transylvania tends to be oh, the God. I
2: don't remember that it part. was it
0: was just mentioned briefly like because oh, okay bill or someone was talking about it or referencing it or i think they're one of the countries playing in the quidditch world cup which i found very funny mm-hmm. but then there's yeah. also i love that there's just the general indication of the wider wizarding community so you've got uganda mentioned in the world cup be playing so that shows that there's more happening and even when they go to the actual quidditch world cup there's more portrayals of the wizards and stuff and i love that even in wizarding world england the English Quidditch team is still just as pathetic because in real life <laughs> soccer, football world, as much as England went to the final, it is still just as pathetic in soccer, <laughs> even though it has one of the best but The well.
1: um the, what you call it, the reactions post that, I, I wasn't even, I didn't even know that England was playing what was what was that um England versus Italy when they lost and oh yeah no that that <laughs> yeah, that, yeah we, we'll talk
0: about that after the yeah, yeah that yeah. was yeah. a lot like that was yeah, a that lot. lot yeah that was a lot um, but yeah 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 that's that. oh, that okay. as well. but it also I love that the dinner I mentioned this again later on when Harry has his lunch with the Weasleys like when they come to visit him mm. but this dinner is actually one of the last two times where there isn't that doom and gloom of Voldemort kind of hanging over their characters yes. because yes. even subsequently when he has the, din- the lunch with the Weasleys, it's more just like a consolation thing. He kind of forgets for a little while, mm. but it's happening in the middle of everything. Voldemort's kind of already looming as a threat. Whereas here, there's just none of that. It's just fun. He's got his family and his friends. Is that weird? Is
1: that lunch before the third task? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When yeah, Miss Weasley yeah, yeah. and
0: Bill come and visit yeah, him yeah, yeah. and stuff. But yeah, I just I just love that. I just love that about this. But mm-hmm. quick question as we go into when they travel to the World Cup, right? Um mm-hmm. What's your preferred
1: method of travel? Portkey, room, <gasps> apparition. Or flu- I actually have that. It's a question that I was gonna ask you at the end. Okay, but Oh sorry, sorry. Oh me. okay, no,
0: like we can I no, had many no, questions no, no. throughout, so I didn't end up leaving them until the end because i was like ah
1: oh. yeah yeah so we have the flu flu network portkey, key operating either choosing a uh, flying magical creature mm-hmm. such as a hippogriff death or dragons if you can get on one although it's unclear in the hp verse whether that is an actual option like in the god verse mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. or have your own phoenix to flame you out yeah so which way would i prefer traveling as much have as I have my own phoenix to flame me out, that sounds less like it's gonna make me vomit or <laughs> have me likely get lost and be like Harry and turn up in Nocturne early, I
0: suppose so. But then, but phoenix is
1: operating too. But yeah, I think for I
0: wizards, truly, operating yeah, is just the easiest way to get between yes, places. Yes. The only difference is that you have to concentrate so hard, they say, like what is it called, what you're saying, the vomiting feeling that they say it induces. And the, and the
1: splinching, the risk of splinching Exactly, well. exactly. Yes. But it's the quickest way if
0: you don't have a phoenix, because obviously phoenixes are very rare, so. I
1: don't think you can just get a phoenix. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's why Dumbledore's and one is the phoenix like, chooses the, um, Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: when well. it regenerates, what are you going to do? You're not going to be able to travel whilst it's exactly regenerating, exactly. you know. But yeah. also, I had a quick question. How do you pronounce this? Because, listen to how, I don't want to say it yet so that we don't, con- Confuse our way of saying this But the summoning charm I want you to hear how Stephen Fry pronounces it In the the audio version I think you've already mm. picked it up But let me just play it for our listeners Let me just cue up the audio
3: Nothing? Don't you lie to me? Mrs Weasley pointed her wand at George's pocket And said, Axio
1: yeah, yeah, So small What? <laughs> <laughs> what was that
0: (laughs) mind you Stephen fry is one of the smartest people in the world he went to like eton and all those places he speaks latin so perhaps Mm. this is the correct way to pronounce it in the latin way
1: of Ah, speaking the word but me i was like actually i think if i if i'm not gonna make a mistake but i remember harry when he did it um or when they were learning the summoning charm in one of the first books no, There's a no, there's a time in the either in the first or second book when they use that spell. Oh, really? And I I, I I thought he just uses axio it in the fourth movie.
0: Like I just remember yeah. in the
1: fourth movie when he says
0: axio, like he, like he, There's no yeah. axio, but anyway, just thought that was interesting. I just was wondering how you pronounce it. So. Did he say
1: axio or axio? He
0: says Stephen Fry says axio, but I always used to think it was like a, ch- a k sound, like axio. a hard k sound, like you know how yeah. Italians say ciao the yeah. actual way the chow word is spelled is C-I-A-O yeah. rather than C-H-I-A-O, but that's how they pronounce it. Wait, so I used to so you, say achio. Are achio. Yes. You were saying
1: achio. With the k
0: sound in the middle, yes. Go say it again. You, how were you hear. saying it? That's what I'm asking. You don't no, have to laugh at saying, me. No, saying, saying it. I was saying. I was saying achio, say like with the k sound in the middle. The two double C's, I did not... How were you saying okay. it? I was saying asio or yes yeah, like <laughs> I'm sorry we see who's pronouncing and then he was saying axio with more of an x asio. sound how is this supposed
1: to be pronounced no, he, I'm that, not
0: saying there's a way No, I'm not saying there's a right way of pronouncing it I'm saying Stephen Fry pronounces it in a different way to the way i yeah, that, was yeah, pronouncing yeah. yeah. It.
1: that was weird i think i can't even get behind your pronunciation
0: but that's the thing i don't even know what the heck the right pronunciation is because perhaps the actors said it differently too
1: i don't know if you can hear this but i have
0: uh no you'd have to cue it up to the audio i don't think if you nah. just send me the clip then and then i can play it later oh, okay but that's the only way to do that um Sorry people. But anyway, moving on. Um I did say though, it must be quite a nightmare for people. Okay, let's see. Let me play this audio that let me see here has sent. Yep, the audio is too queued up. It's loading.
3: We are looking at how to pronounce this word as well as how to say more interesting names and words from Harry Potter. How do you say it? Accio. Accio. Pretty straightforward once you know.
0: That's totally different. These are four different bra- words. what you're saying? You're, no, I, I'm saying Achiyo. Achiyo. Ah. Yes. And then he's saying Akiyo with yeah. a hard K sound. You're yeah. saying acio with a silent, yeah. like C, like the, the C's, you're feeding into the C yeah. sounds. And Stephen Fry, Fry is saying Axiyo with an <laughs> X sound. I, anyway, <laughs> let's just determine that there's many yeah. ways of saying the word. That was all. But I could notice you wanted to laugh at me, girl. You wanted to laugh at me to laugh at you i can see your face through zoom just because you're far away from me doesn't mean i can see you
1: <laughs> no i didn't want to laugh at you like how can you prove that <laughs> <laughs> if we're recording maybe. Uh. uh-huh uh-huh
0: anywho i was gonna say it must be a nightmare to plan these events though this world cup well, but before you discuss oh sorry discuss, yes. this event, i only yeah.
1: had one other one other part what is that something about my connection what what what, what are
3: you
1: trying to say you can still hear me right yep you're not yeah okay anyway i was saying um before we get on to uh discussing the world cup and Mm -hmm. the events that have happened around the world cup before Mm -hmm. and after um that the fact that the Weasleys can openly argue in front of Harry and, by extension, Hermione as well in this case, like Mrs. Weasley versus the twins, I, it just goes to show how close um, they were to the Weasleys. Like, oh, okay, of course, okay. Of course, families argue in front of friends, otherwise. Mm. But friend usually, friend they might
0: tone it down to for the strangers. it down,
1: yeah. um, it's all words through like whispers or clenched teeth, don't <laughs> do that kind of thing, but. <laughs> are yeah, the way, like, yelling at each other, like, you know, like you're seeing your sibling uh, talking to your mom or your or another, you know, older person, like, you know, yelling to them, like, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just, yeah, the connectedness. Like, I think for me, I, I keep on pointing this, the way he's connecting to Weasleys, because I really got to a point after reading fan fiction that I actually did not like the Weasleys. Oh, really? Yeah. Ugh. Girl. Like, fan, some fan fiction is, yeah, like, the Weasleys are not liked.
0: Or, we, they're completely, like, you know. That's true. It depends what you're reading. I think, yeah. generally, if you're looking at Dremini shipping, oh, yeah. Maybe Ginny will be given some exception. Maybe yeah. at some point, Ron might be paired up with somebody, and there won't be an issue for her and and, and her for Hermione and Draco to get together, but most of the time he's either sidelined, he's totally bashed, he's just treated to be whatever some jealous, mm. you know, mm. whatever. Or Miss Weasley is meant to look as if you know she had this great investment in Hermione being part of the Weasley family, and Hermione feels better. Ba- so, yeah, you are. I, I get you in terms of, um,
1: and there are some stories where the Weasleys are just you know after fame and after Harry's money yeah. and stuff like that and using him. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. So uh, for me, honestly, as I said before, when we first started th- doing this, it's just getting to know the Harry Potter world again. again yeah. Just, yeah. You know, understanding those characters that I used to love, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, refamiliarizing uh, yeah. yourself,
0: which is yeah, good, yeah, yeah. which is always appreciated. But so can we now move on to the World Cup? Yeah. Or at least mentioning things around it. So yeah, another, I guess, good thing about it was, Excuse me if you heard that. Burp. Oh my God.
2: Anyway,
0: <laughs> um, it must be a nightmare, like I said, to play in this event because all the logistics seem to be factoring on them obviously hiding from the muggle world, but they also involved muggles, which I thought was like.
1: Yeah, yeah. I made a point about that. I'm like, make it make sense. Mm. Like, you know, they had to memory charm this man 10 times a day to keep him happy. Mm. The muggle was was. You was the muggle tentment for hire or something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, you Mr. Yeah, Roberts, yeah. And, yeah.
1: Oh, they had to memory charm him at least 10 times a day not to make him suspicious about all the strange people and things that he'd been seeing. Mm. But as you said, why is the muggle so closely located or situated in a place where a, wizard, a wizarding event is taking place? Literally, I was like,
0: couldn't you have... I'm sure there are empty spaces out there that they could just charm to repel muggles to come to those places for a bit.
1: And not even that. Even if that was his, um, maybe he on the acre or ground where they were doing it. But again, I suppose you know it, it could Either be Either way, like not. But just, they could have sent him on a holiday mm-hmm. or something. Yeah,
0: because these are people. Even the actual stadium, I'm sure, would have been charmed to look that way. As in, they would yeah, have built it, mean, they, but extended and. In- All of that stuff, right? But like, so they didn't really need even that much space. They could have just done... Anyway, I just thought it was very interesting that we have muggles interacting so closely. You
1: are saying that they could have charmed any place to, like, the tents make it bigger. Well, not (laughs) not necessarily that,
0: but more like they could have had any space they wanted and then molded that space or charmed that space to replicate whatever they want or repel wizard muggles, sorry, or repel muggles or something rather than... But then I get it because obviously J.K.R. was seeking to find a way to bring Muggles into this world, into this particular event. So that what the events that happen at the end of the World Cup make sense. So I do get why pl- plot wise it had to happen. Ah, yes. But yes, logically, correct. it's kind of like, yes. ah, why are you involving Muggles? You know yeah, and, I
1: mean? and also the fact, as you're saying, to bring Muggles um, into it, like because they are coexisting though marcos do not know that they are coexisting yes. with these people that's why they have to make port kids look like regular old ra- rubbish so that marcos don't pick it up because they're exactly. out in the open exactly yeah. so i suppose in a way he she didn't wanna make the world so the world so separate like that's you know true. To, is it they're living? Yeah. to hide magic then you also have like the history although i don't know if it's it is in this uh harry potter universe but I, i'm guessing it's more in the what called? you call it? The Beast One. hmm. Mm-hmm, fantastic Beast. I yep. the Selam witch trials and stuff like yes, that. Yes, yes. That's so that's true. something that will reverberate throughout the. Uh, wizarding world like you know that's yeah true. why they have to remain secret that's true
0: but i was gonna say i, I just want to play a quick audio as well because i love the interaction between ludo and crouch like especially when they're talking to percy just yeah. two
1: seconds exactly. <laughs> let me just oh queue. i have that oh my god i have that because oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, i just wanted to laugh about it for two seconds
1: yeah
3: M- mr crouch "'said Percy, breathlessly, sunk into a kind of half-bow which made him look like a hunchback. "'Would you like a cup of tea?' "'Oh,' said Mr. Crouch, looking over at Percy in mild surprise. "'Yes, thank you, Weatherby.' "'Fred and George choked into their own cups. "'Percy, very pink around the ears, busied himself with the kettle.'
0: Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> Percy just cannot win, but because he's the way he is, obviously he deserves yeah, to be.
1: Spend the whole holiday going on and on about crouch this, crouch that. You oh know my God. those like bloody how,
0: cauldrons.
1: How, oh yeah. my. how he's so invaluable to Mr. Crouch. Mm. So at the very least, you think Mr. Uh, crouch Senior would know his name. That's why when the bee was just yeah, the twins could not. <laughs> Ooh, it's it's like perfect
0: fodder for canon fodder for like the the twins to like have something yes, like that happen yes. to Percy, right? Uh. It's, it's, but yeah, I love the first mention of the love goods, first mention of unspeakables, like the idea of having unspeakables which come to play in book five as usual. J.K. are just dropping little things that if you pay attention, when they then come later, it's like oh, I I remember that, I remember that, but it's like a little mention, and then. The Um, department of mysteries as well. Exactly, exactly. But then I was also going to bring up the fact, when we were talking, I forgot to bring this up, when we were talking about hiding the event, and I think you might have mentioned it, Mm -hmm. I can also see the frustration of wizards and having to hide, though, like where it stems from. Because part of the reason why those Death Eaters did what they did is to show that, like, we have this power, let's use it. Why are we hiding from these people that they look down on, which is very sad, but they essentially look down on muggles because they don't have power but then they're also like well we have this power so let's use it so why is we of, hiding yeah when, I can sort of yeah. see where the frustration would would mm. stem from but you know mm. I love also that wizards are very extra, uh, extravagant sorry in, their, in the way they have their tents and whatever like what is this but then I have to question JKR for saying first of all she says Uganda is in the tournament right she clearly distinguishes an African country let's say
1: but then Ooh. Does she say Uganda? Yeah, no, in in, in, in chapter six,
0: yeah, she just say, and then later all she says, African wizards, and I was like, but you could have not just generalized like that because you talked about Irish people. Bulgar-
1: can, I, can, can I can I can I speak to <laughs> that as Please, well? <laughs> do. Please. So Harry and and, and crew um are uh, walking through the camp. They've been sent to get water, yes, and. So he points out the people that he's seeing, as, as you said, are this Irish blah, 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 but then he just says African, like actually do I, do I, do I quote it somewhere? It's African wizards. Yeah. He uses the word yeah, African, African wizards. wizards. And I'm like, is it the author's description for the audience, for the audience to paint a picture or create a visual imagery for what the, an international wizarding gathering looks like? Or is that Harry's perspective? Cause, I would say you can at least assume the witches that are, are American as they, descri- that, as they are described to have a spangled banner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That reads the Salem Witches Institute, which we know was in America. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. with the African part, like even the dress, that, not the dress, the outfits that they are wearing doesn't distinguish them at all exactly exactly if you said they were wearing african print even then like kente <laughs> like or something bridge. we're gonna yeah. be like oh
0: ghana or nigeria yeah. you know perhaps. yeah
1: uh, yeah that was weird <laughs> yeah so thank you for
0: calling that because i was like Tinashe, i'm sure gonna be like mm, i get you girl. i get you too no you know? i
1: had a point i'm like that does not make sense <laughs> like, how do you go from specifically
0: mentioning an african country to just generalizing african people that you see right there anyway I do love that Cho makes a second appearance in this book because in this chapter.
1: Yes, baby. Oh, please, please, please. I've got a point there. Like, I even have a heart. Oh, please,
0: please, please, please. I, you see, the thing is, right, you see, I have no issue with Cho because I think it works better for me when it then comes to Harry and Ginny later on because obviously, as much as I love when teen books team up Character not team up pair up you know people together and they are forever couples i also do appreciate that jkr did have these characters being interested in other people before they became interested in their one true love within the context of harry potter not that i'm saying we are thinking they're one true loves but they are who they end up with right so look at ron he ends up he, he interacted with he interacted he became girlfriend and boyfriend with La- Lavender Brown for a bit, Hermione and Crum, Ron and Cho. I mean, Ron and Cho. <laughs> <Harry> and Cho. <laughs> well, Perhaps do Cho. there's a fan what fiction out there. Tell? There is a fan fiction out there. Come on, Ron. No, 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 no. Don't do that to my boy Ron. Don't. No, nah, like nah. I, Ron, I, I am his biggest defender. And do and, not dare. You do killing. not come for Ron. I will come for you if you come for Ron. I love Ron. I love Ron Weasley. <laughs> Of course, you love Ron. I do. I do. I will defend him because the movies have not done him justice. And you are a movie lover, and I will convert you. No,
1: but here I was reading from the book, and I still. But what? Anyway, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But I think if
0: I was Ron, anyway, we'll get to it. What my point was, though, was I love that. You know how it says Harry gets nervous or something, and then he pours some of the water on himself. Mm. I think so. In, in that interaction, when he sees Charles, yes, yes, they yes. actually took that because obviously in the movie they didn't do much for the wor- World Cup scenes. They took that and used it for a later scene in the movie. Uh, you, and that's the scene where he's like drinking water and then he slurps yes, it on the front. Yes, oh, yes, gone. Okay, I remember that's that. It's actually yes. pretty neat way of not of using something that happened and in a different way. So I, you know, I give them props when we watch the movie. But other than that
1: really i interpreted that part as well like to mean um oh, I, know, I know i'm God. reaching God. i know i'm reaching but bron kind of smirks um after harry does that mm-hmm. because he knows his boy has got the horse for <laughs> <laughs> of course he would of course
0: he would the is pretty hello He's supposed to. Yes. He's supposed to have a crush yes. on. Mind you, that's the thing. I don't mind the hairy Cho crush. I actually. That's why I think it's a healthy way for him to have then discovered liking girls because this was someone from the third book he already had a crush on and it developed and it developed. So it's very healthy for me. I think a lot of teen books tend to just have the one person that you're obsessed with and it's like what the heck? you will be obsessed with many people, like and at least JKR was trying for some diversity by having the, him be interested in someone who's not just. A white person, so you know that's something. Props to that. But then also the mention of other wizarding schools and like Harry sort of being like, Oh, there's a greater
1: world out there that's not just Hogwarts yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Like I also like the fact that Harry is also growing, like you know, is like he's not growing up in this world, so there are things that he doesn't know. Mm-hmm, Same mm-hmm. as Hermione, yeah. And I think there's a time uh later when ah, when they when they're talking about giants, yeah. And, Ron is shocked that Hagrid is a giant and the implications Mm, around it. And mm, Harry's like, what's wrong with that? Exactly, exactly, exactly. exactly. So him learning that there's a whole world out there of, of wizards from different countries, different schools. He even says to himself, like, I don't know why I didn't think that, you know, um other wizards in schools existed mm. other than Hogwarts. The ones, yeah. yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah. That's true. But I also love the reappearance of the elves mm-hmm. as I guess as the chapter as the as the World Cup events unfold, we get to meet mm. Winky and Dob oh and Dobby. Dobby comes yeah, yeah, yeah. Dobby comes. Dobby. But I ha- wanted to ask your thoughts on Winky the Elf, just as a character. Like I, I know she builds up later, but I don't really focus on her too much. But just what did you think of her as a Elf character, or did you not care, or was it just like?
1: Uh, I, I didn't focus on her like as in like, I tried to put down enough for. For Dobby, um, but <laughs> supposed to speak to that uh, slavery mentality that <laughs> the mind goes on and yes, on about Yes, it. yes, No, definitely, Sorry. definitely. Yeah. In in but that I, regard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I think. Her views on right and wrong were also warped. Yeah. That, yes, maybe. Like, you mean Winky's
0: views? views Winky's
1: views, like, you know, even when later on, when she's in that interrogation and whatnot, she's just focusing on the fact that, you know, uh, Barry Jr. is revealing all these secrets and all these things that he's done, like killed his master mm, and whatnot, mm, mm. but not focusing on the whole context, which just speaks to the mind of an elf like her like you know of course i'm actually going to touch
0: on this when we get more to this pew chapter about the whole slavery mentality because i Mm. do have a, a point to speak to that but i was but i also wanted to to touch on the fact that harry potter is a global celebrity people because you know the moment that i think there's a scene where crouch or whatever not crouch Cornelius Fudge is talking to some wizard who's not really understanding English. And then the moment he says, oh, this is Harry Potter, the, 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 the wizard is like, oh, okay, okay. Like, and it's like, yo, so Harry Potter story. That also speaks
1: to the reach of Voldemort.
0: Yes, definitely. Yeah. Because most stories always portray him, most fan fiction, sorry, that I read, then portray him taking over the English wizarding world first, and then he expands across Europe. Like that, that terror of like he's now fighting in in Italy. He's now fighting wherever because he's still very much. There's still people that are trying to stop his reign from spreading. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it actually would have because the way he would have been living in that forest or whatever when he was, you know, when he when Harry killed him in quote unquote killed him, yeah, he would have. Had some kind of like you know influence I suppose in that region or whatever like controlled animals or controlled people or, yeah. or lesser beings and stuff so yeah Voldemort definitely did some damage but then again Draco makes an appearance and I have to remind myself that this is not Wait, my before Draco. you start
1: talking about Draco, Draco because we missed another part sorry oh, yes no you go- miss- oh just keep reminding me
0: if I'm yeah. going well I
1: where we missed um. Amos and
0: Cedric Diggory. Oh, that's true. You know what? I actually kind of had a, just a little note where I said Amos is annoying and that was it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. That was me too.
1: <laughs> I've never been so annoyed in my entire What's life. first I was like, oh, because I was remembering the film. Exactly. Like, the in the film he's this, like this yeah, annoying, yeah.
0: like this little bit of annoying because it's just that one scene. And yeah, then he just yeah, comes yeah. back and later,
1: and when his son dies and he's cradling exactly. him, it's like so sweet. And it's like, Oh, yeah, so when I first read Amos and Cedric Diggory, like my whole body started crying, but you know, I'm like, Oh, kind of thing. And then but you're then, like, Yeah, yeah, but then like Amos is like, um, he's talking about the Quidditch uh match that they had and where Harry fell off his broom because he thought, Is that when um. That's when... In uh, the third Draco one, when the in. Dementors, yeah. Yeah, pretends to be a Dementor and stuff like that. Yeah. Or, is it an
0: actual Dementor or... Or it, or it was Draco pretending to be a Dementor. A Dementor, yeah, 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 yeah. Harry. But yeah. Harry, no, no, no. But subsequently, Harry did have an encounter with Dementors and he fell off his broom and that's the no. game that... That's the Hufflepuff match, yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, So even Cedric tries to point out to his father, no, we only want that match because, you know... Uh, Harry fell, kind of exactly. thing, like you know. Then his father's like, But the best man won, I'm sure <laughs> Harry'd stay the same, wouldn't you? Literally, can and you I, imagine if the if the like one falls off his broom, one stays on, you don't need to be genius to tell which ones the better flyer. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, when when like when they captured the uh the trio, thinking that the ones that cast the yep, most model uh a spell like that put the death mark in the sky, like, you know, um, and he's jump. I've never seen a man jump to conclusions. So, uh, dude, uh, dude. Wow. He jumped from conclusions to conclusions, uh, accusing like from crash to her. He was accusing Harry Potter. I know. I know. He was accusing Harry Potter. Let's let's just sit in that for a second. (laughs) Harry Potter. The person who literally suffered from that mark, he is accusing of (laughs)
0: having caused that mark to appear. All right, all right. Maybe in fan fiction we can stipulate that, but not in this canon world. But I was gonna say though, with Cedric, I love that JKR gave him a legitimate reason for being something that when he dies, Mm -hmm. you actually feel the sadness because he's just a Kid who was living his life, had hopes and dreams, and entered this tournament just because he was good. Like he he knew he could do it, he was confident enough to enter this tournament. You know, even the way he interacts with Harry and his dad trying to, you know, put down Harry, and he's like, No, 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 that's not right. It just shows you like his character, and that is for me, even when we talk about the film car, that is why I think our path actually isn't Robert Pattinson. Did that role very well, and then when when he went into Twilight, people were like, "Why are you doing this role? You just did Cedric Diggory because he actually was even for the few minutes he is in Harry Potter, he actually embodies. He's one of those when I read the books, I picture Robert Pattinson because his aura just kind of. Anyway, I'm not trying to get into the film yet. Who, when we watch the film, I'll see if I'm I can confirm my actual thoughts about it. But
2: yeah,
0: yeah, I think Cedric's character, the impact you you don't even then realize how much of an impact he then creates for Harry going forward because seeing Cedric's death for example is what leads Harry to see the thistles later on and you know Harry reflecting on the fact that the young die you know the innocent die the innocent are taken away in this stupid war that Voldemort is just obsessed with creating right so definitely you're right thank you for bringing up Cedric I had not really put notes on him but I'm just sort of reflecting back on when I then read the end of the book and I'm like oh my god seriously this character peppered through the book but so impactful like just yeah. one-time character but so impactful sort of like a serious in some ways but you know,
1: yeah sorry, yeah, yeah 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 and the fact that he had also found love, yes, love exactly. and all that exactly why was living his best life Dude, he was just he yeah. was the seventh year prefect
0: mm. Mm. ah god and that's why Amos was I can understand because I think as any parent, if you're you've got a son or a child that's doing really well, you want to be hyping them up. He was rooting for his yeah, child. He was rooting for his child. Just I happened to be again he was Harry Potter.
1: <laughs> obnoxious
0: about exactly. it exactly <laughs> which is very annoying but unless you have more points on that i was nah, nah, go on. i was gonna say the reason why i brought up draco not only just because of the whole i people i'm sure have now established that i'm super obsessed with draco but only as the version that the redemptive version that people have now portrayed him to be in fan fiction right but i was gonna say this picture this scenario considering the malfoy and weasley hate because we see that hate being once again brought to the forefront when they meet in the top box in, the, yeah, in yeah, the book. Yeah. What if Ginny and Draco had gotten together instead? In what context? What if they got it together as an actual if couple? It, if, what if, as in, because the Malfoys and the Weasleys are more mortal enemies, what if a Romeo and Juliet style romance happened between Draco and Ginny? Just imagine. Just
1: imagine. I see, I see where this is going. Like. <laughs> Uh, somebody's gonna finish this podcast and start looking up uh Jeannie and oh, Drake. Do stories. you think I haven't already? But no, I didn't look it up. I just I
0: it was honestly just um uh, music. I don't know. Because you know what? I just thought of it more as in when I think of Romeo and Juliet, right? One of the reasons why it's so whatever is because people are like, Oh my god, these two teenagers fell in love. But really, their falling in love just caused a whole lot more distraction than was worth it, right? Mm. So I just thought to myself If the Weasleys' child and the Malfoy child got together, the way these people hate each other, yo, you best believe Voldemort's war would have nothing on what would happen if these two characters got together.
1: That's kind of of like a random pairing you picked there. I just, yeah, I just... Because that's what, you know, what we do on this podcast, you know. That's crack shipping on another Mm -hmm. level.
0: Mm -hmm. So anyway... that's enough of the Ginny draco um musings i was gonna say though to continue i'm sorry i it's because i don't talk to you for a long time so some of this stuff has to bleed into us talking about the book yeah the scene with the villa right when everybody's getting turned on all the guys yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: it reminded me of this fan fiction that i read where the author's head was that it was a germany fan fiction by the way it was that the veal effect can be minimized or prevented if the man is in love with somebody. Like if they have feelings oh, okay. for someone else or another yeah. woman, the vela effect will be reduced. So in yeah. this fic, Dremine somehow the the author makes it like a not one shot, like what do you call it? Like when when couples sort of meet at one particular moment in time over like a series of years. Kind of a thing. I like that movie maybe. One Day, where they yeah. meet like a particular day in the whatever. Anyway. Mm. So in this week they meet every summer. They initially meet. Draco doesn't know she's like a muggle-born, whatever, and they like each Mm. other. But then when he finds out she's a muggle-born, obviously he turns against her and all that stuff. There's all this drama around it. But then during the holiday of the fourth year when this World Cup happens, it pretty much happens exactly... The author doesn't change anything. It just happens exactly the same, but with the events changing such that Hermione and, and Draco are meeting outside of the context of ron and and harry and all that stuff so it's like their little secret but they're not yet romantically linked it's just more like a what's going on here kind of thing why do we keep bumping each other and then when the villa come out in this particular scene and draco is not distracted by them he instead is distracted by hermione his mother kind of notices in this particular fic his mother Mm. notices and then she questions him on it like do you know that the villa never have an effect if you have feelings for somebody and then Draco tries to dismiss it like oh who cares or whatever but clearly yeah. he's growing feelings for Hermione and he hasn't admitted them to himself so I just sort of love that or fans out there, just take these small threads of
1: you know and that's the beauty of fan fiction honestly like yeah. you can take one moment in a book and <laughs> just explore it <laughs> Because in this case what, and what, the, the beauty of the things that you come up with out of that, exactly, like, exactly. But yeah. also questioning you
0: because I, I know you haven't been going a lot. Somehow I'm I'm the one talking. Please stop me. You can talk. You can talk. No, no, continue. Victor Crumb is described as thin, but his movie casting is, is definitely not. Thin. Is it described as? I described he was as thin or something. He's described as thin. If you go to chapter eight, I think. Chapter 8 being the wizarding. Um, the tri-wizard tournament. The tri- no, no. They quitted, we quitted I thought World the Cup. Kiddish, uh, World
1: Cup. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That chapter describes Crumb as being thin. Sorry, guys. We're just looking. I'm surprised. He watched this Crumb and Lynch story just, like just before that. Hmm. I and mean, i wish i had marked out this was before i got my little tabs
2: mm. yeah. yeah victor um,
0: crumb was thin dark and sallow skinned with a large curved nose and thick black eyebrows
1: i will ignore the book version and, and just look at <laughs> the film version let <laughs> me actually mark this if, out if if, if if jk was there when they're deciding the things that should be in book in the film for book four. I can also decide, like you know, considering the things that she missed. <laughs> but anyway, Your version of crumb is my crumb. Yes. That's true. That's true. Anyway, yeah. what what else do you have? Um, so fudge is unintentionally and hilariously messy. Um, when he's introducing the minister of Bulgaria to the mouth voice, then Fudge is like, and hey, let's see who else you know, Arthur Weasley at this. <laughs> And let's see who else you know. Arthur Weasley, I dare say. And the next line goes: "It was a tense moment. Mm-hmm. The way Stephen Fry reads it, I had to pause and I laughed. Like you know, it was so hilarious. Because then Harry, because Harry was remembering last time he saw Arthur and Lucius together." And this was in the bookshop in book too. Exactly. Uh, when they went wo- all like WWE Smackdown mm-hmm. versus on each other. <laughs> and you
0: see, this is why I said, imagine if Ginny and Draco dated after ah. such an interaction. Yo, that's the, for me, huh, that's a recipe no, for a beautiful fanfic. for that reason, I might actually look up a
1: story Literally, like
0: Literally, yeah. I think if someone was to have really good writing skills, and yes. take that tension, they can run yes. with it and make it, you can even fall in love with the idea of those two, even if I don't have any interest in Draco and Ginny being together, but I see it more from that perspective of the hate between the families.
1: The Romeo it's just, and Juliet it's type just of too too it. deep. But It's I just too deep. The, I really don't like the Romeo and Juliet kind no, no, of No, no, me too. Uh, I, I don't even yeah. enjoy
0: Romeo and Juliet. I, I think yeah. the only reason I got to appreciate the Romeo and Juliet side of things was through West Side Story, the musical. Because in the musical, it's not as... Like, I I think the teenageness of Romeo and Juliet is what I don't like. isn't? there were just these two stupid teenagers that mm. just were stupid, okay? If you love mm. Romeo and Juliet, whatever. But I don't mm. really care for Romeo and Juliet, the, the actual Shakespeare one. But when they take it and make it a bit different, I appre- I do not... I appreciate it sometimes. I appreciate it sometimes. Especially when it's like to unite the families and the fam- families actually unite. Yeah, think. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Remember yeah. that one-time season show that we were star crossed.
1: Yes, uh, still star crossed. Oh, yes, and then it never became yeah. anything. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, it could have been something. Could have been something. Uh, and then um, I was gonna. I've already admitted this to you that mm-hmm. I love Stephen Fry's narration, especially when he's voicing Ludo Beckman and after he casts the sonorous charm.
3: Oh, I want feel me like to play it. the horror
1: games. Yeah. Mm. So that is um chapter eight mm-hmm. from thirteen hundred, so that there's a bit of time. I hope I have, t- I have I have battery From the Jesus. thirteen minute mark to to thirteen twenty-eight mark.
0: Okay, thirteen minutes queuing up. Please play because my phone will be dying very soon.
1: Okay, I felt like
3: I was in the Hunger Games. <laughs> Let's queue up the audience. Here when you are, Ludo, said Fudge comfortably. Ludo whipped out his wand, directed it at his own throat and said, Sonorous, and then spoke over the roar of sound that was now filling the packed stadium. His voice echoed over them, booming into every corner of the stands. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Welcome to the final of the 422nd Quidditch World Cup. The spectators it, yeah. scream.
1: I felt like it was, they were introducing the quarter Quo or definitely, something.
0: Definitely, you're right, you're right. Caesar,
1: Caesar, whatever. What's his name? What's him? Caesar Flickerman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, you keep going. I, so I just need to that. do something in the
0: background whilst you're saying your points. Just, just I'll mute myself for a second whilst you're talking.
1: Oh, okay. Um... And then, when you were talking about the villa, um, forgot to mention that I've also read fanfic, um, uh with this with that kind of premise. Um, and I think I just might break my rule after reading the fourth book. No, but it have to be after we finish. It will confuse me. But there's this um, what is it called my my villa mate, and it's slashed. <laughs> <laughs> it's dreary. Um, of course it is. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Uh, and then what else? Um, I found it interesting that the Death Eaters kind of waited after the game <laughs> to do their business, like. I suppose maybe they wanted their families to not be there, so maybe they might have sent their families. But you know home.
0: what? I think it was more for so the th- effect as well, like yeah. for everybody to see it to send a message.
1: Oh, that too, because if they, everyone was focused on the game, because mm, mm. the intention, intention, yes, to cause fear among um, uh, wizards and uh, wizards and who don't follow Voldemort, but their ultimate aim is their hatred also against muggle bonds and uh, muggles, yeah. Pretty much,
0: yeah. pretty much. Because I was going to say, it's interesting that the movies, even though I know we're not supposed to be talking about the movie yet, but it's interesting that the movie never quite captured, or the movies, I should say, because this is an mm. overall thing, it's not just Goblet of Fire, but the movies never quite captured the hate the Death Eaters or these pure-blood purists have for muggles and muggle bonds. Because... Mm it just shows how sick, like the scene that is described in the book is shows how sick the death eaters are. Like literally yeah. the
1: description of Miss. Do, do they do that? Do they, uh, do they the, put the muggles in the air, in the, in the film? They might do, but I don't think it's really, we'll see when we yeah. get to the
0: film, but the way it's described is what makes it more sick. Cause I think now yes, you're reading It's it. more sinister. It's yes. more, cause the way it's they're flipping her in, in the, the air book. and she's right. trying to like stop herself from being exposed just Mm. terrible because they they weren't unconscious they were still very conscious and they're going through this traumatic like experience oh my god oh my god and that's why i keep Mm. saying i struggle to reconcile this draco and the draco from fan fiction because bloody hell he's right there taunting them he's right there taunting
1: them and i'm like speaking of your draco from fan fiction mm -hmm. draco from this like so draco like when he sees them and he's like uh to have Ron and Harry, you better leave if you if you don't want them to see uh Hermione, if you don't want her to be captured and that to happen mm-hmm. to her. And I'm like, this is probably fitting into your feels because at some point it sounds a little bit like he wants them to he wants them to get Hermione out of there. That's like, the thing. If I, if this- I was a Dramoni crack shipper, yeah oh my God, the yep. world
0: that would be fitting me, right now this ship this story that i said earlier about the villa like i'm yelling (laughs) oh no no it's okay the volume (laughs) is fine the the Mm -hmm. villa thing that i said before the fanfic Mm -hmm. that features that she continues on to feature this aspect too where in that Mm -hmm. fig she reimagines this scene as draco go like goading ron and him and harry by insulting hermione so that they can move away from the scene so he's actually using that like he's using their perception of him Is like a taunter to taunt them back so that they can actually get away from the scene because he wants to protect Hermione because he knows she's in danger. He knows they're going to be targeting her. So that's where, when people say interpretation is very, 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 very dangerous. It is very, very, very dangerous because I don't think obviously JKR did not intend for that to be, she just intended Draco to be as mean as he could be to be as oblivious and ignorant as he could be the shipper's heart it will take anything it'll take any
2: breadcrumb
1: it'll just it's very easy to crack ship yeah, yeah. but I... like look at us where we're we not crack shipping um it was black panther now i can't remember but i know what you mean yeah 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 Ah, oh, but we were what we're doing was a bit different when we're not crack shipping characters we we're crack shipping people <laughs> I never, and, and, and I'm against that. I'm against yeah. that. Like, I, it, it's weird. It's hella weird. And I don't care if anyone says anything to, any to me people who do that, but it's hella weird. Mm-hmm. shipping real people. Yeah. But we did but it anyway. We, we, we were stuck. I don't know what happened during Black Panther. I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot all your morals.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> but I love that Hermione. She's literally an encyclopedia. Sorry. Mm. I know I'm eating a bit. I'm I'm, I'm about to finish eating. That's so all right.
1: I'm about be. to eat as well. Aww, look mm. at you.
0: Hungry, hungry. But anyway, Hermione is like an encyclopedia, man. Because she knows more about stuff than even freaking Ron does. And he grew up in the wizarding world. Because when they, I think it's the dark mark thing. They don't know what it is, but she does. I don't know if you picked that up. Like, she's the one that's, like, that's the dark mark or whatever. But,
1: like, yeah. one in head
0: and Harry like, what? What's that? What's that? And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm
1: going to pause my mic in a second. So oh, you no, that's just, okay.
0: Yeah. That's okay. I'll keep talking. And also, mm-hmm. Barty Crouch's paranoia. Yeah. Barty Crouch, man. It all starts to show now like, how paranoid he is.
1: I, I think he kind of. Oh, yeah. No. Kind of... Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, That You go. You go. But, anyway
0: just one like it makes you just wonder like because when he comes in i know we said before amos is the um, amos is the problem or whatever like we say like he's annoying he questions harry or whatever but he's also but he also doesn't believe harry initially like he thinks they were part of the problem and then it's like why are you so against 13 year olds seriously mate and then that for me spiraled the questions of like what's going on in the because to be honest with you Barty's story was the one that I least remembered how it all unfolded so it was kind of nice to sort of have that little bit of like a question mark like
1: why are you the way you are why are you the way you are and then but we also kind of learn why he's the way he is like he doesn't care if it's a child, if, yes. if it's this one child who's at fault, that's like, true. you know, that's true. It's all about the law. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. what,
0: what Sirius says later, the measure of a man. I think he says something about the measure of a man. Oh, like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember you know that. how, yeah. you know what a yeah. man is. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So mm-hmm. anyway, and then Rita Skeeter makes her infamous appearance in this book. Rita. I've got words about Rita. Uh, <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> and it's perfect that she makes her appearance through an article because that's what she's known for sensational articles and all of that stuff but i think to just sort of actually you you go on about rita and then we can go on about i guess i was going to touch on peppering the roots of ron's jealousy a little bit they start showing a little bit here but i want you to go on about rita first so
1: let me actually find because i don't think i say too much about her like how you did with um, uh, what was his name with Cedric? Yeah, I do say a little bit about her, so I'm actually typing into my notes to see where I've mentioned Rita.
0: Oh, my phone actually died. God, sorry, listeners. Today's episode is very interesting, <laughs> it's very disjointed.
1: We are learning. Um, so where do I start mentioning Rita? Okay. So the three points where I mentioned Rita. So um it was all about uh regarding that in this school year, like Malfoy Malfo does not really need to find any material to mock Ron uh and crew mm, with. like mm. the world or in this case Richard Skitter is providing the material mm, for him. Mm. Like, you know, uh there's a time when there's a picture like in the Daily Prophet. No, no, in a I can't remember if it was in the Daily Prophet or her magazine, because her magazine is different. Does she work for the Daily Prophet? Not that I think about. It, I can't even
0: remember what her bloody paper is called. I think she no. She works for the Daily Prophet. She works for the Daily yeah. Prophet. Yeah. Or
1: the the tabloid section
0: of the Daily Prophet. Oh, the Daily Prophet is all tabloid, by the way. I was actually going to mention <laughs> that later yeah. that they are literally all tabloid because Tower. clearly,
1: yeah. So um, there's a picture of the of the Weasleys, like uh, his parents, um. And so it's his mom, it's Ron's mom, and and dead outside of their house. So it goes like um, there's a picture, Weasley, of your parents outside their house, if you can call it a house. <laughs> your mother could go with losing a bit of weight, couldn't she? Oh yeah, you were staying with them this summer, we weren't you, Porter? So tell me, is his mother really that pokey, or is it just a picture? Oh my god! <laughs> As I said, like. L- like, Malfoy was on another level in this. Dude, dude. And it puts me off on a tangent to speak about how is he not in the in the films as much as he is exactly, in the film. Exactly,
0: exactly. It just baffles me how they cut him out so much because he could have provided so much, not only comic relief, but just a good contrast of these the trio being yes. who they are yeah. and him yeah. being who he is. It really... Yeah. And it just shows you how... Perhaps JK didn't think that far about his redemption arc. Because to be honest with you, he would have served as the perfect turning point for these pure blood families not being as strict in their ways kind of thing. To not continue. Like to to, to maybe wake up and say, oh, this is stupid. Why are we doing this? Because he really was traumatized by book six.
1: That was his turning point. But they never
0: capitalized on that in the books or the
1: films, which is
0: unfortunate. So...
1: And are you saying that J.K. didn't really think far about his redemption arc in terms of what and it ends up happening in um, when they were filming films? Yeah, seven, film seven. Art, yeah, like yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like,
0: if J.K. maybe had thought about it more than just making him a bad guy, yes, perhaps we could have had even even more substantial or fruitful villain protagonist and drake is not even a villain he's just more of an antagonist he's an anti-hero like he's just no, actually yeah. not even anti-hero because that goes too far he didn't really do any heroics before that he's just an antagonist to harry and i think yes. for the purposes of the school setting that's perfect because you yeah. need a bully you need that but then perhaps
1: make the bully not well, yeah the bully kind of th- we we the bull is not one dimensional exactly. in this story. Yeah, exactly. yeah, he's because not one dimensional, especially when we get to uh, films. Actually, even throughout the books, not film. I mean, book book. When we get to book six, but even from book one, when we see him in that, uh Ma- Madame, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 and yeah. the way his father is talking to him, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then when we see him, like, like the, you know, this the hero watches his dad. But his dad is always saying you're not good enough for this kind of stuff. Like you know, always, always reprimanding him for things, and he Pretty always much. just wants to show up with you know I'm doing I'm doing better. Like you know, his father's like you're not doing better than the Margot mm-hmm. the Mac blood, and whatnot, and stuff like that. So he's grown as a character. He's not one dimensional. So yes, he is an antagonist. He's- in terms of, like, Harry being the protagonist and him being the antagonist. Yeah, yeah.
0: But he's not wholly that.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's not wholly evil. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is what makes it sad that they could have just bloody well taken an opportunity and run with it because this is perfect. Like, this would have made Harry Potter ten times better because one thing I don't like is always the portrayal of the Slytherins being against, being bad, being constantly the ones that are... Not rooting for things or and I get it in the context of Gryffindor war versus Slytherin war but I don't get it in the context of even at moments like when Cedric's death happens and then Dumbledore says something they don't get up at some point you you didn't read to the end but there's an interaction that happens where the Slytherins just seem and I'm like that's unnecessary
1: evil. Evil, like JKR so they, makes them too they, evil. They have a moment of silence or something for Cedric, and
0: yes, yes, they do. They do, yeah.
1: And the Slytherins, are
0: no, just... no, the Slytherins do get up at that, but then this statement Dumbledore makes about. I mean it makes sense. He makes a statement about sort of like standing up against evil evil against and stuff like that and obviously Draco and Co. don't get up. But then there's certain things that I'm just like over time then after this book especially it kind of becomes repetitive of the whole Slytherins didn't do this, Slytherins were that Slytherins were this, Slytherin's like ah come on man. And I think if it's, it because it's because it's retro exactly
1: Yeah, I wish someone would just take the books and rewrite them.
0: (laughs) But the thing is as well, I think it's because, mind you, I think somebody would have done that and you just haven't come across the fan fiction of this. But I was going to say, I think it's partly because we're now looking at it retroactively, like retrospectively, sorry, because we have that hindsight, that perception of, oh, perhaps JKR was too mean to the Slytherins. So now we're like, oh, Perhaps she should have changed up this literary story. But anyway, that's we're going off on a tangent. Let's get back into the book.
1: Yeah. And the other times I've mentioned Rita was the weighing of the wands. Um, just like she thrived on spewing out chaotic energy into the world. <laughs> um, and then what else? Uh, these other these other parts, like I, I didn't venture into the Rita and the type of... tabloidness of it all yeah so if you want to say something because some of the things i have for rita are kind of connected to some other stuff that's happened that's That's me too i think i'll
0: talk about it a little bit later
1: yeah but for now i guess let's go on to moody's introduction as in
0: fake moody by the way not the real medai moody
1: and that's how i treated it like i already know it's party yeah so if i just fume as him, like the way the audience not the audience um the characters the way it, see him. The because characters moody, see him yeah. it will take away from my interpretation of the of the story. Yeah, um, yeah. But it, I I love that it the movie because the movie the introduction I'm talking
0: about is not when he walks into the school. It's when Arthur gets the um, the news that Moody's house has been broken into, and ah, they keep calling yeah. him. Oh, he's crazy! You know, Matter, You know how he is. And then, obviously, <laughs> it all clicks at the end. Why the heck Moody looked crazy or was fighting against broomsticks
1: and all that stuff? So it's it's that's pretty. All, that's what I was saying to you. The plan was genius. Like, that is true, but they thought they, they, about a whole year. They a thought whole about every
0: possibility. Like, hey, hey, that's a lot of planning. Like they would have had a corkboard of like. This and then this happens and then that happens and plan B, yes. plan A, plan D. Anyway, but then I also thought to you, we have an introduction to another method of communication, which is the um, what's the fire thing called when they talk through the fire? Flu, the flu network. Yes, flu network. Yeah. But it's interesting that you can actually do things through the fire because it says that Amos is Molly feeds Amos a piece of toast or something. Yeah, I, like, th- I, I forgot about that. I didn't know okay. they could do that. That's, yeah, yeah, that's very, very, very weird. But then obviously there's more teasing about the Triwizard Tournament from all the adults when they're saying, "Oh, you know, see you at school, blah blah blah," is going to happen. And then I love the scene of the trio hearing Malfoy talking about his father, which reminds me uh-huh. of a fan art. Just had to mention this. I will share this with you. I, I might not have. I don't know if I've already shared it. It's a fan art by an artist called Kumatan O Seven Two O, which is K U M A T A N O Seven Two O, where it portrays Draco and Hermione together. Obviously, this is all linked to Hermione stuff, right? But
2: this is this for good is reason.
0: Obsessed. I am so obsessed. <laughs> anyway, in this particular fan art, there's a preschool age Scopius. So Scopius in this story is portrayed to be Hermione and Draco's son. Where they go, um, he, Scorpius and Albus Potter have a bit of an altercation. So essentially, they go on a field trip, a field trip or something, and then, or he, they're actually a priest. I'll show you. The, the, the artwork is so cute. Like literally, it's like the cutest little thing. And then in this particular interaction. Scopius is happy that he's got a snack from his mom. He's like, Oh my God, I got Nuffles or whatever, whatever snack today. Mm, and then mm. Albus Potter eats it before Scopius gets to eat his own food. And you know how Draco's <laughs> nature is very possessive. So obviously, Scopius is very possessive about his things. So then he's sad and all this stuff. And then Hermione and Draco come to pick him up. And then he tells him about what happens. And do you know what he said? He's mm. like, My father's going to hear about this.
2: And it was just like, <laughs> Draco. And I was like
0: of course, of course it makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. He's Draco's son and even in the artwork, I will send it to you, even in the artwork, Hermione Draco's like, "Don't you dare laugh at me or whatever" because like, <laughs> It's, that's hilarious it's such, it's <laughs> that, that that artwork is so good. i highly recommend this this author she's had a series going like a running mm. series where she even features sometimes harry and draco having to be forced to come together for dinners because of his jeannie and harry are friends i mean mm. and hermione are friends and draco and um harry are still getting used to each other so they're like yes. oh do we have to meet up or whatever anyway it's just it's just yeah. so interesting yeah. But yeah anyway that yeah. was that was that for me for for, for that particular
1: <laughs> chapter I, where they're going I to school I think will eventually re- once we finish this like I'm I'm like right now I even feel me wanting to read fan fiction and I haven't felt like that in a long time because I haven't ah, been yeah. in the Harry Potter universe in a, in a while like you know um, but I will definitely get onto those stories. <laughs> I don't know, definitely
0: do is But this is fan art, so really, you yeah, know, you don't even have to immerse yourself too much. It's just five I seconds. I can look at definitely. yes fan yeah, art is yeah, very yeah. good. Yeah. But then also, I love that when they were going to school, the rain it was very much a sign of doom and gloom because even the entire enchanted sky and everything, was I, I was like, even
1: like. Yeah,
0: exactly right but it was just hinting a change i suppose like yes. the change of the the atmosphere the change of the story it's developing into something else but then also i picked up on the fact that they describe flitwick as sitting on cushions and i'm like you have magic can't you just magic his chair to make him sit a bit higher like what why would he be sitting on
1: cushions anyway i don't, I don't like i didn't pick up on that <laughs> It was just funny because was like ah.
0: sir so, We have magic in the school. Anyway, whatever. But yeah. But then, remember what I said about how ridiculous it is that first years have to go to Hogwarts by boat? (laughs)
1: Ha! It finally happened. (laughs) I was like, seriously,
0: look at these poor first years falling into the river, being rained on. I was like, they actually fell into the lake. Literally. Oh, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. But then, Rose humour when he's reading out the list, like the list of banned objects or something. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. you picked up on that because he sort of chuckles or like pauses to just like, just laugh laughing, how ridiculous. Oh, does he? <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's described. It's like, he pauses. If you, I just I'll find it very quickly, yeah, chapter yeah. 12. Um. So chapter 12 says that da, 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 da. I wish I had stopped it when the actual um, in the audio book, but I don't have the the cue for the audio. So, it'll take a long time. Um, Let's see. Where's the feast? Where's the feast? Oh, so Mr. Filch, the caretaker, has asked me to tell you that the list of objects forbidden inside the castle has this year been extended to include screaming yo-yo... <laughs> Screaming yo-yos, fanged frisbees, and ever-bashing boomerangs. The full list comprises some 437 items, I believe, and can be viewed. 437! 437. <laughs> 437 items, I believe, and can be viewed in Mr. Filch or Mr. Filch's office if anybody would like to check it. The corners of Dumbledore's mouth twitched. So, obviously,
1: <laughs> obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh god so feel, so when he when he got the egg and um he thought he was previous yes oh. he was so excited to eventually you know get banished, dude, I think, from banished and they just took it away from He's him like, i've got <laughs> you
0: now i've got you now but then also when damper was ex- announcing the try with tournament right why do all wizard events or wizarding events have to end in death or with the threat of death? Like, literally, like, he just says, oh, you know, it's the most dangerous, blah, blah, blah.
1: <laughs> like, no, You know what? I can see how he could. Like, oh, definitely. Oh. The dragons and what. I could see how it could, like, you know, uh, end in possible death. Yeah. Like, you know. That's why it had to be stopped. They said for 50 years, wasn't it? Yes, they
0: did. They did. Yeah. Oh, but then I quickly had a question as well. Do you think they resumed it when the because we're assuming that this is fourth year so if it happens every how often does it happen every four years or something i can't remember i think so every four years or five years or something like that right if it happens that frequently
1: five years i think that's okay when
0: um when the wizarding war happens and then you know peace comes Mm. back do you think they continued it in like albus potter and james potter like have
1: like it's one of those um tournaments that bring together different schools Mm, like uh, mm. all about unity uniting uh like wizards and stuff like that but i wonder if harry would
0: have been like (laughs) to his kids don't you dare enter that tournament (laughs) (laughs) i know i did but you're not allowed to
1: for me my highlight was with the dragon honestly that was when i was when i was listening to that yes that's true that was that was amazing that's true because we kind of does he get a clue about someone in the broom? Yeah, yeah, he does get clues like and whatnot, but that's even if he gets the idea from someone else and whatnot, if he's even if he's helped mm-hmm, through that, mm-hmm. the effort is actually his. Yes. Like that's, that's true. his skill. That's that is skill right that's there.
0: True. Yeah. Yeah. So so I'm just looking for actually how often the
1: shy wizard um I uh, speaking like when you talk about the, my father, this my father that I did actually make a point to say like when they're on the arc, was train and Draco, Draco is going on about my father, this my father's that like you know then um they go into the um into the trio's compa- compartment mm-hmm. and he just won't let Ron be especially like <laughs> the way he th- this year was about Ron he was really into Ron this year like the, uh, he, like the he, obsession. Yeah, yeah. The other last year it was um, Hermione. <laughs> this year he's just into mocking and bullying Ron. Literally, so literally. he won't let let Ron let Ron be the, from the World Cup tickets, his dress robes, um, dangling the big secret and making him fun of his father and brother. Excuse me. And um, and I actually made a point to say and. By your standards, considering like their, Ron's, I mean, Draco's behavior throughout this year mm-hmm. and Ron's response to it, by your standards and criteria, I'm, I'm surprised you don't ship them. <laughs> <laughs> I betcha there's people
0: that ship Draco and Ron. I betcha. No, but no. but I don't. No. I don't, obviously. Obviously, I don't. I'm not a crack, I'm not no, a no, slash you shipper no, anyway.
1: You love whoever you love, but no like no but you're
0: saying by my standards as if my standards are low or something they're very high okay (laughs) (laughs) i see what you're trying to do there as if i have lower standards i have lower whatever girl don't do that to me don't do that to me i'll get you i'll get you you
1: were looking for something (laughs) were you looking for something
0: looking for something what
1: I thought you were flicking through pages. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't. I was actually
0: looking to say, um, the next chapter, chapter 13, features one of Ron's, if not the best line that Ron ever utters out of his mouth.
2: Can mm-hmm. I have a look at your Uranus?
1: Can I, I have you? a look at Uranus? <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> I cackled gonna say how did the editors come and let these jokes be in a children's book (laughs) literally because let me just go let me just literally this is not a joke okay so it is you
1: i'm surprised you didn't um you didn't uh bookmark it on the audio version that is
0: true i wish i had damn it but anyway at this stage i think i was still just reading the the actual Hard copy, and then I went to the to the audiobook. How later.
1: far with the hard copy did you get into before you? Oh, I was doing it both. I was
0: interchanging. So you see these ah, notes, okay.
1: but this time I was reading, yeah. and then
0: sometimes I was just the ones that are more bookmarked with the notes or whatever. Are me mm. when I was audiobooking because then I would come back and be like, just do that. But then these are actual when I was reading the book, so it was ah, interchangeable. Okay. It was interchangeable. But anyway, it says, "Oh, Professor," look, said Lavender Brown. I think I've got an unsus, unsus- unexpected planet I don't I don't know if that was a typo or what anyway oh which one's that professor and then Professor Trelawney said it is Uranus my dear and then <laughs> the next line is can I have a look at Uranus too lavender said Ron.
1: That's most, point. I'm telling you, I went through eleven relationship
0: with Ron this year, <laughs> and then he says, most unfortunately, Professor Trelawney heard him, and it was this, perhaps, which made her give them some so much homework at the end of the class, and it just shows you J.K. intended for that to be a, you know, subliminal line of he said something wrong
1: because he did, but I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. I love it. Yes. oh my god, oh my god, the um. best. Yeah, and then the I was also pointing out like uh fact that it's Harry's second time watching um the sorting uh the sorting yes. on sorting. <laughs> yes. Because second <laughs> year the flying car mishap. Yes. And then last year the Dementors on the Hawkers train yep. that made him faint and then he was taken to the hospital wing, wing upon before, a rack. I thought yep. that he was taken exactly. to the Exactly, me too, wing. me too. Yeah. Yeah. I felt, yeah, I thought did he not t- turn up, and up in Remus Lupin's office or was that another time? Perhaps it's the know. movies. I don't
0: know, but
1: and then whilst we're still at the feast, um, Alastair Moody walks in, aka uh, Barty Crouch. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. the description of him, like I was like, wow, J.K. Like, <laughs>
0: <She> <laughs> so really went in, didn't you? Yeah.
1: So this is how it's described. Um, Hermione gasped. The lightning had thrown the man's face into sharp relief, and it was a face unlike any Harry had ever seen. It looked as though it had been carved out of weathered wood by someone who had only the vaguest idea of what human faces were supposed to look like oh and God. was none too skilled with a chisel. Every inch of his skin seemed to be scarred with scarred. The mouth looked like a diagonal gash, and I actually had to sit there. So, vertical, horizontal, I'm like, wow. And his nose was missing, but it was the man's eyes that made him more frat- frightening. And JK was like, this is not enough. No, I need to show that this man is a war vet, a battle-worn war vet. I'm going to add a leap to this poor creature as well. <laughs> like, sure, Like, wow. He's sure. a walking advertisement or a limping advertisement of, you know, it's, tell me I a hardened battle-worn soldier without saying anything. Yes,
0: Literally, literally, <laughs> literally. Like, as much as fake moody is problematic... He is still quite a badass, you know. He's still just awesome I was because asking for him at some point. Yes, dude.
1: The, God, the fact them. that he
0: turns freaking Malfoy into a ferret. Yes, classic. Nice point. Yes, and then constant <laughs> vigilance. Constant vigilance. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and it also feeds into that the fact Moody is um, only drinks because he's so paranoid about getting poisoned. He only drinks from his flask. So that worked well into everything he was doing. Literally. <sighs> but so yeah. if he Oh, no, he that's all hungry. good. That's all good. <laughs> but then, um, I was also. So, and then, picking up on the fact that you said he turned Moody into a I do wonder if he was genuinely displeased with Malfoy wanting to sneakily hex or curse Harry when his back was turned instead of facing his opponent head-on. And also kind of probably, it also fits into, like, the wizards the that, you know, lied about how, like, you know, Voldemort controlling mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and that were not dedicated enough to go to fro for him and stuff like that. And I said... um, It, but I also do wonder if it was just to perpetuate that Moody would have reacted in the same way as well. Because we don't need Moody again until the next book, right? Yes. Yes, yes. In the fifth like, book, in, yeah. like yeah. fully meet yeah. him. Yeah. Like until yeah. the next yeah. book. The so real Moody, yeah. His character is like. Yeah. 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 What yeah. his personality is like, yeah. Um and the fact that <laughs> that Dumbledore had to speak to him about not using transfiguration <laughs> or magic to punish punish students well, that's like, the thing you know, isn't I'm it like, i thought it was my Mac- as well but i
0: thought it was Mac- Mac- McGonagall because in the movie it's McGonagall, but anyway no,
1: McGonagall it? says to 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 um to oh you mean in the movie yes in the, says movie, that, like, yeah. in the movie mcconaugle says that professor dumbledo spoke to you about not you using magic to punish the students like like, wow, like, if how, how was that even a conversation? <laughs> <sighs>
0: Mr. Moody, Mr. Moody, yes. Mr. Moody. But then I also thought it was very twisted that Moody, who is technically Barty Crouch, yes, who technically tortured Neville's parents using the Cruciatus <gasps> no, curse, no,
1: no, shows the... Neville the Cruciatus I, curse. Was it Barty Crouch or the... It was Barty
0: Crouch Jr.
1: The Crowleys or something? No, no, no. It was
0: the Stranges and Barty Crouch Jr. Barty yeah. Crouch was appealing that to was his twisted. dad saying, Father, Father, because he was just trying to get off the sentence. He actually did that act, I'm sure, mm. he did it. But either way, isn't it sick that he literally then that went to their twisted. kid and...
1: That was hella twisted. Um, I actually make a point of that. Um... Yeah, the, the fact that he chose to never answer the question. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. But then also, I was going to say, I love how JK portrays, like, unforgivables as, like, taking away from your soul. Like, because yeah. that's why wizards really don't even end up doing them because it's something that you need to have so much negative energy behind. Whereas, like, all the other spells draw from something good, I think, or not something that is hateful and whatever. So... I think the unforg- unforgivables end up turning. Because I remember this was explored by another fanfic that I wrote where Draco was portrayed to have been doing a lot of like killing of like wizards on behalf of Voldemort. And Hermione was like surprised as to how it would not have tormented his soul because it's not meant to. You're not meant to kill that many times because that's why Voldemort becomes what he is because when you kill so much, it just takes away from you kind of thing. It takes away from yourself. Yeah, I thought that was very sweet. But then also, I love how Harry and Ron's way to get through divination is to just make it up. Make up
1: the homework, make up whatever. (laughs) They know their teacher. They know their teacher. Teacher loves disaster and death. Gloom and (laughs) and death. Yes. But
0: then also, Uh, how did Dumbledore allow the kids to be cursed? Actually, like...
1: Yes, we want to demonstrate. Yes. But. Yes. Like, did he not know? Actually, I feel like there should be, should have been some machine in his office going off haywire when the uh, unforgivable person was being used. That's why you're like Dumbledore. Mm -hmm. You see, Dumbledore. I do generally believe that he didn't know that was Barty Crouch.
0: I don't know that that I can. That's why he says yeah, there's a yeah. point where he says, "Well, when I saw him taking you away from me, when we yeah. get to the part, the very term Serum chapter, mm, when he's yeah. like, when he took you away from me, that's when I knew it wasn't him because if it had been meta, he would have never moved you away that, from me, kind yeah, of thing. So yeah. that makes sense.
1: But then also, I mean, going to take a post so that I can eat my food? Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, that's not keep. T- I thought you were gonna keep eating and talking. I don't care. There's no no. Like I don't know how to. Okay. Oh, well, that that's back. up to you.
0: But I think it's it's fine for me. I don't think the noise will be any different. Trust me, I've been on pods where people are eating in the background. It's fine. It's not wow. that bad. Anyway, but I was gonna say, um, it. But then obviously it shows Harry's strength when they're doing the curses, and then he's able to throw off certain curses. Like the Imperius, isn't able to not.
1: What, what know, was get that? Contra- though is he? Is that? Oh Harry or is that the No I think that's all Harry I think cause I feel Harry. sometimes
0: we forget that Harry even if Voldemort gave him this extra bit of like strength or, or not strength extra bit of specialness because he was he cursed him and Harry survived I still think Harry in his own right as a wizard is quite powerful Which is why he's able to get through. Because you see, unlike most protagonists, which end up being Mary Sue's. By Mary Sue's being characters who just end up getting everything and they get it right. I think Harry has a good balance of having been someone who, because he survives certain challenges, that's Mm -hmm. what makes him what he is. So yes. the fact that he survived Voldemort's thing as a kid, we can negate that. He was a kid. He didn't obviously have the magic that saved him. But living with the Dursleys gave him this resistance, right? This yeah, ability. Strength this strength of mind. Exactly. Yes. He, he may, he may, it made him resilient and the strength of mind, like what you said. So I like that JK touches on him throwing off the Imperius Curse so that when it comes to the graveyard scene when he meets Voldemort, when he throws it off, he's not like, oh, he just survived because he can. It's like, no, he has the willpower. He has the strength of mind to be able to resist that. But then Moody lets it slip a little bit when he's like, they will have trouble with you giving it away that clearly there's some plan that's going to be happening where he Harry's going to have, have, have to face. You, like, they will they have, have trouble have... with you hinting at the fact that Ka, when I have more meet up with Harry at the end. They're going to have trouble controlling him. So it's like Ah. Moody was relishing in like Harry being a challenge because that's how deranged Moody was anyway. But then Snape threatens to poison the kids. Like, oh.
2: (laughs) Like,
1: this
0: guy, this is why as much as we love Alan Rickman, Snape was just...
1: Snape is bad. Like, (sighs) so... He literally threatens to poison freaking Neville. (laughs) I can't remember if it's Harry or Ron or who, or whoever says so. This is after Neville melting another cauldron, like you know, each each year, like they should just have cauldrons dedicated to Neville. Like, that's the Neville and Seamus fans. as well. And Seamus ne- as well. Does Seamus? Yeah, no, but as in she Seamus is, always yeah. blows
0: up everything, so they're in the <laughs> yes, same
1: category. Yeah. yeah. But uh, one of them says, Professor ne- I don't think they say it maybe it's just like all oh, the over arching um like the third person point of view or Harry's point of view like professor snape who seemed to have attained new levels of vindictiveness over the <laughs> summer like like he he cultivated it like you know he was like yes like last year I did not bring it the way I know I can bring it this year is my year I'm going to be so mean man and what he says to him as well like after when Harry and and Draco are fighting, and then they start hexing each other, and and Draco's hex hits Hermione. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh my and god! Did,
1: and and uh, Snape is like a tip get inlo- elongated, and Snape is like I don't see any difference. <laughs> I'm like, damn, dude, that's
0: a student. L- do, literally, this I'm guy guy, guy he's just. Like, oh.
1: He's exhausting.
0: He's exhausting because it's like you have to, like you have to remove what, yourself.
1: What, why do we love him again? Uh,
0: because of Alan Rickman, man. Alan Rickman is just the best. Alan Rickman <laughs> was the best. Alan Rickman was the best. But I was gonna say I love the competitiveness of the schools, kind of showing when they're setting up to for the had the schools for Durmstrang and ball Buttons to arrive. And then the teachers are telling the kids to be like on their best behavior. So it's kind of like the teachers have a rivalry already going on with other magical schools. And they're like, you better not embarrass us, you little nasties. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they know they're students. Like, seriously. So like Wait, does, doesn't McGonagall look at Fred and George? I, I think <laughs> so.
0: I think so. And she's like, don't you dare don't you dare but then Hermione if you picked it up she kind of mm. starts getting a bit jealous not oh not jealous intent like I don't think he's jealous like that but kind of like feeling some type of way when Ron is like describing other girls or whatever and she's kind of like dismissing him for his statements
1: yes, like, but finally she, she, she is not impressed with the villas she's not impressed with not. Blue at all <laughs> she's just like what why are you guys taking on with
0: these floor people, these villa people, these girls, who cares, who cares, you know, I just yeah. I love it, I love it, but then also, the couplet of Fire is kind of not remarkable I don't know if you noticed that when mm. JK describes it, it kind of just seems like a tumbler that has jewels around it, as in compared to what it looks like in the movie
1: Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. I don't know, I just thought that wait, was like a wait. distinction. I was about to say, you're saying that the Coplet of Fire story is not remarkable I'm like, oh no no sorry the actual goblet of fire sorry sorry i love the trophy i can't remember how it's described in the book but i love the trophy in the um, in, in the, the movies yeah. yeah i
0: don't know i don't mean the trophy i mean the actual goblet of fire the actual cup which they put their names because those are two different things oh, there's yeah, the cup yeah, yeah, yeah. and then there's mm. the goblet itself so that's mm-hmm. what i'm talking about it wasn't mm. a bit yeah but then also how binding is this magical contract do you die if you don't participate? Because Harry could have not participated. But the way no, they no, said, no, it's a binding from... magical contract. It's like it's you will die. It's a binding. So you will die.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, God. You see, why does everything have to lead to death? Like, seriously. <laughs> it's like archaic medieval fight to that's the true. death I suppose it thing. makes sense yeah. because it was
0: made in 700 years ago, whatever they say it was, it was invented, this magical activity. But then half Oh, poor half It can never win. Just when they seem they're gonna have their champion in Cedric. And it's was Harry. who Harry is to come and
1: do the thunder. <laughs> I can't understand again. That again this year they hate Harry. <laughs> oh God! Oh my God! It's oh, my Harry God. Harry has taken the shine away Literally. from me. It's
0: just the and worst. Harry wins.
1: And and that that. that, that Champion comes the dead.
0: Just imagine next year. No wonder people hated Harry in the next year, Sha. Because, so I'm actually, this is why, Order of the Phoenix, man. I love that book so much. I haven't even started reading it, but I'm already excited because I know that part of the, the reason why it's a difficult year for Harry is him having to deal with the backlash of people thinking He was complicit in how Mm. Cedric died, Mm. thinking, Mm. you know, he was complicit in all this other stuff. Because already by the end, he's being dismissed as crazy and whatever because of what Rita Skeeter has been writing about him. So anyway, we'll get to that when we get to that. But regardless, in the moment, right, I love how Gryffindor House is obviously excited. They've got a champion. They've got a chance in this tournament to have their own name in the glory books. But then they're so oblivious to how Harry is literally like, I did not do this. How is this happening to me right now? What the hell? And obviously, obviously, he wants his friends. He's desperate for his friends. But then the sense of isolation starts now. Like what you're saying, that's where for you, I get you with the Ron thing. Because this is where Ron's jealousy starts manifesting, right? But for me... Before you go on your point, because I want you to go on your point and really talk about it. Mm-hmm. For me, I feel like Ron's jealousy is warranted. I think Hermione puts it best. As much as people, you know, you love to look at this as a character flaw for Ron. I think it's just a human reaction. Here is a yeah. guy who has been always overshadowed, whether it's because he's the second youngest. He's not even the youngest. He's the second youngest. He's the youngest of the boys, but he's mm-hmm. also not even one of the more talented of the boys. He's got mm-hmm. so much pressure on him. To sort of live up to the Weasley name as it's been known.
1: Remember what he saw in the mirror of uh, a resident yeah.
0: exactly. And then also, he's young and he's always in Harry's shadow, unfortunately. And even if Harry doesn't seek the attention intentionally, it still would be annoying to just think with all the time, your second best, your Harry's best friend, your Harry's sidekick, your Harry's... So I, for me, I don't know. I just feel like it was warranted as much as... I think because the movies... If you use your the movie as your point of reference you miss out on some of the commentary that happens around it when like Hermione comes out and explains that she understands Ron's jealousy right in that mm. in that regard because mm. in the movie's because he's just jealous when we get to the movie we'll talk about him more but because he, he just portrays as being jealous and then later on the resolution is kind of just more comical there isn't enough commentary around it for people to then maybe yeah. have understood why it really bothered. Cause even the way he reacts, he starts laughing. He's like, Oh, okay, here we go again. You're once again, you know, the star, blah, blah, blah. You, you always are. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, you can comment and then I'll have, I have a question for you, but I want you to mm-hmm. first say your comments about Ron and then. Okay.
1: So I start off like, um, I feel like we skipped a part though oh sorry no you go back to the oh goblet of fire oh sorry that was more relevant
0: for the movie
1: <laughs> oh yeah you're right yeah, in a way right. no no We're living for the movie okay it's okay funny in the movie yes okay so harry is living um he's just left the the chamber where they were discussing with the champions and whatnot. Like, you know, everyone is looking at him like, you know, did you put your name in the cup of fire? Flute They're saying this little boy is in there, <laughs> And Harry's like, excuse me? <laughs> even in his distress, he's like, I'm not a little boy. <laughs> yeah. So there are all these accusations. No one seems to believe him. I don't know if he even... Like Dumbledore Dumbledore and Moody are the only ones, Moody, but he crouch, are the only ones who believe him. Mm, Um, mm. Yeah, apart from from Snape. And I think McConaughey is also also there. So McConaughey also kind of believes him, but... She's apprehensive. She's like, oh, no, you know? The reaction, the reaction from the students, like, you know, you could hear the reaction from the students, like, before he left the great hall and everything. So he's leaving the... Chamber and is going to to his um, dorm room and his uh, to his house, thinking that at the very least, at the very least, I'm gonna have my friend. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And then, um, and and he's also wondering how can anyone anyone think that like he could seriously put his name in the couple of fight to face competitors who have three years more magical education than he does. It's just dumb. Yeah. And Harry is not arrogant about his his, uh, magical prowess. No, he's not. He usually
0: doubts himself and then he realizes, oh crap, I can actually do this kind of thing, which is most people anyway.
1: So in all that, I can say understand um, Ron's perspective because it's been there since book one. It's been there since book one, this inferior... Inferiority complex, yeah. complex that he has, like you know, especially um, towards his friend. Like, Harry has to reassure him, uh, kind of all the time, like you know, money doesn't matter, kind of thing. You know, Harry actually wants his life <laughs> <laughs> if you could kill Ron and be exactly yes, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, so Ron was being a dumb, dumb, like idiotic, jealous best friend, like, um, and I made enough that this is the first time that they've truly fought. Mm, It's mm. always been uh, Hermione in an argument with the boys and drawn versus Hermione. Mm, mm. But in all their fights, Harry has been kind of more sympathetic and understanding of Hermione's point of view. I think the only, even when he was angry with the, because of the firebolt, Mm he still understood, understood where Hermione was coming from. So, uh, this is why I think Hermione is, like, a true best friend, like, to Harry and vice versa, and vice versa as well. So, wait, no, as no, in you're
0: saying Ron is not?
1: I, I say Ron is a fickle best friend. Okay. I, Ron you know is- me, I, I will forever defend Ron. <laughs> in this book, very least, I'm not going to put a blanket statement on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this book, very, at the very least, because there do love I do... Like, I do Lycron, I was about to say, love. Oh, god, oh, I'm is that too strong
0: of a statement?
1: <laughs> yes, because based on this book, but is it after he apologizes, mm-hmm. right? Every other like, and he's trying a bit too hard to, to like, you know, mm. uh, to show that he's supporting Harry. Like, I just can't help myself. Like, you know, I have to take some time away and really think about it again, but. I think there was a part, I said, like, like, incent Ron rant here, like, just rant no, about because I Ron, get you, because yeah.
0: there's moments when he talks about, like, the money thing, like, when he discovers, could he, Ron, I mean, Harry, when they were at the Quidditch World Cup, I think he paid Harry back for whatever Harry ah, bought yes, him, yeah, and then yeah. it turned out to be leprechaun gold. Yeah. It turned out to be leprechaun gold, which disappears, and then Ron was like, yeah. oh, why didn't you tell me the gold disappears? And then Ron is like, Harry's like, I didn't notice. And then, like, Obviously, Ron is bitter about that because he's like, "Well, if you know, if if I was well, no, what is the story? It must be nice to not be poor that you wouldn't even care or notice when money disappears, right?"
1: And what do what what can Harry I, is and I get to that? That's yeah. you know what I'm
0: saying, Tenasha I As much as I understand that, I also think of from the perspective of
1: a teenager. He's still a mm. teenage boy, like which, he, which is a point I made later on to say that he's still a. He's still like a teenager. He's still... They still think... All of them. All of them still think in an immature teenager. That's why I call this puberty blues. Because
0: as much as I understand where people might say oh this that but that's because people love the idea of Harry being Harry right they want him to always have people on side but I think it's good for him to not have everybody on side at some point especially friends because this is the stuff that makes friends I don't know what friendships you've been a part of that maybe you might not have ever had tension with the person not no, no, it no, has the, to be that fighting
1: friends can fight yeah. definitely. but like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think it, it,
0: it just goes to add to the because before like you said it's always been Harry and Hermione I mean, Hermione and the boys or Ron Mm. and Hermione but now that it's Ron and Harry it's like oh my god like this is quite big and it's good because it then sets the foundation for what happens in book seven when Ron leaves and it actually makes sense for him to have done that at that stage because we've seen it happen before and we understand the root of it but now it's the root that's amplified by the horcrux right the horcrux is what gets those jealous feelings back again he's not only is he now aware, could he, him and Hermione have a thing, he knows that, mm. but the jealousy is kind of always underlying. And then these Horcrux comes, and anyway, we'll delve into it more deeply. But for me, I think it's just a good way for JK to have set up the potential conflict that happens later. And Ron, and I think maybe he's um, making his amends doesn't make sense, or at least doesn't have as much heart here, because there's a lot of other things happening and they kind of mend their fences like guys would, like, oh, you know, we yes, shake yes, hands yes, and move on. But yes, in book seven, yes, yes. I like that it then is addressed, Could You have to get over your jealousy, mate. Like, you know, it could have potentially led to death and stuff like that. And he really realizes that he has nothing to be jealous of Harry or for because this boy is just, anyway. So I guess to finish off my defense of Ron, I enjoyed this chap, this book for the sake of Kuti. It made me understand where Ron could come from when it comes to stuff like this because it's just it's difficult to live in someone's shadow, especially when it's your best friend. And that's why yeah. J.K. even touches on, if you notice, that after the yeah. f- second task when they are rescued, Ron kind of becomes part of the spotlight a little bit because you know it's all about how he survived and he helped out Harry with Gabriella, or whatever, getting her out of the water, and he's a bit of a celebrity, mm. and he mm. really enjoys that. Even I think in the third book it t- touches on so. He gets his spotlight sometimes, but he can't always win. So, unfortunately, that's just his story. But anyway, enough of that. So, Otherwise, we'll be here all night defending Ron Weasley. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But then, Harry is frustrated at a lot of things in this. I don't know if you noticed in Chapter 18, because I was like, oh, sorry, before I go on, do you think if Ron had entered the tournament, though, Mm. if under-18s were allowed, yeah. Do you think he would have succeeded?
1: Ah, uh, he's really good at thinking outside of the box sometimes. Ron, but you mean? Med- yeah, but magically wise, I mm. don't know. Yeah, he doesn't, he's not as powerful fairway, is no, that's true. no, no, that's true. I just Maybe. thought, yeah,
0: what, what's an interesting little line? But no. oh, I was gonna say um, what's the sorry also first for the inter i'm just trying to, i'm trying to speed through this so that we don't just delve into all these chapters so much the inter house rivalry hilarious although it's sad for 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 harry as usual because his best friend is not talking to him but also mm-hmm. people are against mm-hmm. him um but then also their stubbornness they're both very stubborn so that's why that will never happen mm-hmm. but then jkr goes snape snapped and i'm like oh my god JK, why do you have why do you have to kill me like this? Why do you have to kill me like this? Seriously. Snape snapped <laughs> yeah. Like how does this lady do this to us? Seriously. She must know what she's doing. She must. Yes, yes. She must. She must know what she's doing. But then they also introduce Gregorovich, who then becomes later important by the yes, seventh yeah. book and the elder Wand you know setting up that review as well but i also wanted to ask you if you'd mind me playing this audio bit about serious because something about the way stephen fry portrays the serious voice
1: Ooh.
0: yeah it just does things i am i am
1: mm. you well, i don't know if you have a point to say before i play it uh, was on Ron's? Like, I think the other time that I thought, like, go on another rant about Ron. Mm-hmm. Part, two, part two of go on a rant about Ron. So, um, you're just a hater. No, I'm not a hater. <laughs> I'm not a hater. <laughs> um, so where do I start? So, it's fascinating to me that despite Hermione repeatedly being annoyed by the girls disturbing <laughs> her mm-hmm. peace in the library and Krumper association as he was the recipient of the attention that she still goes to the dance with him because apparently Cram was in the library mm, trying too, to yeah, yeah. stretch up the courage to uh, talk to her and so she can also tell why Ron gets all bent out of shape when he discovers that she's been asked to the dance he actually says, Hermione you're a girl <laughs> <laughs> i'm like no just wrong just leave her actually like cram, just for the- they're, they're not suited to each other mm, you know mm, name, mm. they're not suited to each other but for this moment i'm like let hermione live her best life like you know she got a free makeover idiot. from, <laughs> He's an yeah, like, idiot. from-, from Pomfrey, like you know um i know i love that the
0: vanity in in hermione
1: <laughs> yeah 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 if you say teenager they're all teenagers, pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. So, um, so I'm I'm glad that she said yes to cram, like she's living her best life. But this is why Ron upsets me. Mm. Of course, they live finding the girls to the last minute because they're scared, and he doesn't even consider asking Hermione out. She's a last resort, of mm, course. Mm. Yeah, and then he becomes a petty little jealous boy and and as i say to you i have to remind myself that he is still an immature boy mm-hmm. like you know um he's an f boy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah um but it's hard to do so when he is going out of his way to hurt hermione with the things that he's saying mind you please don't go too
0: much into the you bowl because we're still a few chapters before the you bowl it's still, a lot of things we haven't you talked about. Chapter
1: 18, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're in chapter
0: 18, but chapter 18 is not the U Bo. I said, I don't even know when this. Oh, ah, okay, cool, cool. So, no, because the U boys is when he says all that other mean stuff about your yes, mind. Yes, so, I was just yes, saying, yes, like, no, isn't
1: but It's because I was, you were saying that, you know, I know you've got things to say about. Oh, Ron. okay, sorry, sorry. So yes, a yes, yes. Rant yes. about Ron. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you go on then, you have your, yeah, say your stuff. When you, then, and it fits into the other part how the jealousy started as well then this boy <laughs> has the nerve to say that Crump just wants to get closer to Hermione so that he can find out Harry's strategy in the tournament thereby Hermione, Hermione is not being supportive of Harry of course Ron he said that Ron say that but well, that's jealousy working Tinashe. that's just gated. emotions
0: though no, Those I- sheer audacity to even say that but those are emotions. Those are oh, emotions. The way
1: I wanted to take Wolf's little neck <laughs> and freaking strangle him. Like the way oh I God. hit him. Oh my God. Poor oh. Ron. Poor Ron. Poor Ron. That's my second rant for Ron. I'm sure there's some positive stuff somewhere. Aye,
0: in what Shik- I, know, I haven't yet got to other parts about Ron, but we will get to it and then you can have your third or fourth rant. And there were only two runs. <laughs> oh, okay, well, that's good for my ears because I'm sick and tired of defending defending Ron. I'm sick and tired. <laughs> but either way, let me queue up um, the serious thing that I was saying, Stephen Fry reading serious. But how long is everything
1: going, sorry? Like, is it an hour mark or do you want to pause and start? Uh, again? No, just because of the breaks that happened, we'll have to just Relax. do it ourselves. It's, just, it's, it's
0: hard. I don't even know what hour we are at. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Next time. Next time. Anyway, let me queue up the thing. Oh, no, no, it's not connected. It's not connected. What's going on? What's going on? Roadcaster, let's go.
2: Yep, okay.
3: And Unrolled it. Harry, I can't say everything I would like to in a letter. It's too risky in case the owl is intercepted. We need to talk face to face. "'Can you ensure that you are alone by the fire in Gryffindor Tower "'at one o'clock in the morning on the 22nd of November? "'I know better than anyone that you can look after yourself, "'and while you're around Dumbledore and Moody, "'I don't think anyone will be able to hurt you. "'However, someone seems to be having a good try. "'Entering you in that tournament would have been very risky, "'especially right under Dumbledore's nose. "'Be on the watch, Harry. "'I still want to hear about anything unusual.' Let me know about the 22nd of November as quickly as you can. Sirius.
0: I don't know why, just the way because Stephen Fry obviously does the voices, right? He changes mm-hmm. up and everything, mm-hmm. but somehow mm-hmm. he really portrays Sirius' voice very well for me, and not even like in that like whatever way that I was trying to hint it, but <laughs> you can just tell the gruffness, but like the sense of like him being like very like loving to Harry, but protective, but father just Stephen Fryman. Even for he's a genius. That's why J.K. got him to do all the books. <laughs> I
1: love, I love his. I think there was only one part throughout the whole thing where I was like, I don't like the way he actually um, portrayed that voice. Mm-hmm. Like when he's talking as Voldemort. Ah, so okay. His voice is all high and. Really like, I'm yeah, like, it
0: was a bit weird. I actually was listening to that at like 140 speed. That when I stopped, I was like, Wait, what? <laughs> that's
1: what he uh, actually sounds was, like. I was now listening at 140 as so well. Maybe that's, yeah,
0: yeah. I think it's, I think that's why. I don't Ooh, know, but, but you know, when that, we no. get to it, we'll play the audio. Yeah. And he, if we are, uh, yeah, no,
1: I think no, it's not this the 140 speed because when he's talking to the dead, Eaters, his voice is more, more, um, even. He's not talking at a freaking like he's I don't okay know. we'll see we'll see
0: when we get to yeah, it yeah then. yeah okay but then going on um i was thinking it wouldn't be for, first of all the creavies are such groupies the creevy brothers they're such groupies <laughs> of harry like seriously. Boys. Yep, and then but i love i would have loved for harry to have actually ridden norbert the norwegian reach Ridge, ridgeback if that would have come back full circle from, like, book one, that would have just been so cute. But anyway, we have to have the Hungarian, uh, haunter, the Hungarian haunter. I know some but I'm just saying, you know. He actually looks a little bit like dragon or something. <laughs> that that's a, that's a proper dragon right there, you know. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> but then I loved Harry's thoughts about Madame Maxime. I can't remember what he says exactly, but in chapter 19, he says some things about um, Madame Maxime.
1: That just cracked me up. And I'm trying to find them. It. Why didn't I put a bloody bookmark? Oh. Is that, that's when Cecily Harry showed up again. Yes, he did.
2: <laughs> in
0: the way he was just describing her. I was just like, oh my God. If this lady knew what was going on. In this kid's head. Anyway, whatever. He just had some funny thoughts about that. And then also, JKR added again with her lines. Said, serious, seriously.
1: Yes, I'm like, is that
0: intentional? It's definitely intentional. <laughs> I think at some point she was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna mess with these people. I'm just gonna mess with these but people." I'm sure,
1: uh, and I'm sure, I'm sure, like people like in their lives have made these jokes to them, like with their days, like you know, seriously, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I know I would,
0: <laughs> but then also, how good is it when? Harry finally gets a chance to talk to Sirius and he's like really ranting about all the things that have been Mm -hmm. happening because he's Mm -hmm. got someone to like, you know, tell and confide and I'm like, oh, this is what makes me so sad about Harry not having his parents because it's like, I can only imagine what I would do without my parents. You know, my parents are just the rock everything and I just Mm -hmm. love talking Mm -hmm. to them and yet he has nobody and now he
1: has a father figure to he can actually talk to and rant about. Yeah, I actually said... (sighs) Harry having serious to talk to, to talk to, right? Like you know, that, that is still my pinning heart kind of thing, like it's just so touching, as you say, like you know. And I know I'm setting myself up for a world of hurt. Like, mm, you know. I know. our uh, Book five man. I appreciate man. their relationship. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. so, it's just so good. It's just so, yeah, so many good foundations. He can bounce his ideas off. Exactly. Like, someone he trusts. Like, see, he couldn't go to the Weasley's with this, but he feels like he can openly talk to serious. Exactly. Like, well, it's someone, someone in his corner.
0: He's... It's someone in his corner. Like mm-hmm. fully in his corner, you know. Yeah. But I also was going to say, I love that Moody, he's frustrated at Harry not getting the hint about the broom. not <laughs> <laughs> flying. He's like, think, boy, think. <laughs> like, like, oh my God, Moody, just give Harry a moment. He's a bit slow sometimes. He's not stupid, yes. but he can be a bit
1: slow sometimes, you know. Do you think the reason why he just doesn't come out and say is, this is the clue and whatnot, is that was just protecting his um... identity. Yep. Yes.
0: Yep. Yeah. Because I think he had to have some level of like trying to be impartial as a teacher, Mm -hmm. but then ingratiating himself to Harry and making Harry trust him enough to then be able to give. That's why Harry couldn't trust Ludo because Ludo was a bit sleazy about the way he came about it, trying to help Mm -hmm. Harry. Whereas Mm -hmm. Moody was more like, Oh, general knowledge, passing knowledge, passing information kind of thing. So that got to him. But I think in that leading up to that, to the first task, I guess this is the first task chapter that I'm talking about. What number would you have wanted to enter the arena if you were if you were a champion and you know you
1: were doing this? Middle. Middle. Mm. The, the first the first middle or the last. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm always the yeah. first.
0: Come out first and get it done.
1: I don't like Ooh. to know
0: other people's scores before I go in or performances. I don't like to wait. I don't like to be impatient. Always like to be first.
1: My mom but I didn't know. I suppose don't they could hear the applause, or the yeah, that's ah, true. The that's true. Happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, it's more uh, my
0: mom loves last. I'm just mentioning my mom because she's always been one of those people. Like, I love to go with like the last, and blah blah blah. I'm like, no, I just want to go first, get it out of the way. I'm too, I'm too much of a nervous wreck. I'll by the time I get to the end, I'll just not be able to perform. So, number one, <laughs> get it out, get out of the way. <laughs>
1: okay so middle or last okay interesting. middle or last yeah I, I don't know i'll be too nervous for 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 first like i need to just settle myself oh, okay yeah so middle or last yeah yeah the yeah. adrenaline i need to
0: get it out so first mm. get it out of the way <laughs> i
1: feel like i'll freeze like oh heaven like hearing the other the other person go ahead of me and yeah what's like sort of like i will still be nervous but i would take my that time like you know just Calm myself. Yeah. Right, you know? yep, yep. Yeah. But then,
0: actually, you know what? We might actually wrap up and be able to do a part two after this. Like, if we do a couple more points on the general first task, and then maybe mm-hmm. we can roll up yeah. and do um our
1: part two. Uh, I just wanted to make a funny comment. Like when they are weighing the wands before the mm-hmm. first task, mm-hmm. like it says Harry, like Harry says that everyone's wands uh, look sparkling clean and whatnot, and it, the line says Harry polishing his wand. <laughs>
0: He's a teenage boy, man. He's a teenage
1: boy. But JK, like, you know I mean? <laughs> When we read it as adults now, that's like, true. you know. That's true. That's true. The that's things true we pick up on. Well, I at mean, unless- like Trump doesn't actually like the limelight. Like, you know, he would come across, like, uh, as somebody who loves the limelight. That's like, true. Like, you know, he's playing in a sport where it's all adults around him, and he's still a school student who's been pigged. He yes. has been drafted, yes. scouted to play in a, in a, yeah. That's true. So he's already world famous. But he's yeah, still Yeah, not... actually earning money like someone yeah. who's Yeah, I think yeah, him so. and Harry yeah. would make
0: good friends because they would understand this unwanted fame and the pressure and yeah. being in the spotlight without you wanting to be in the spotlight kind of thing. I think yeah. they would actually make good friends. But I was just going to say, I love that. Like, I think you mentioned this before, that Harry then feels at ease when he's flying so like when he actually gets on his broom and this dragon it's yeah. just like another opponent yeah, in yeah, a quidditch match weaving in and weaving out like i think that's the one like, redeeming feature for me with the movie mm. like when when we get to the movie yeah. the first task the way it's portrayed mm. that's one redeeming feature about the movie but we'll get to that when we get to it but i also love how harry and ron reconcile as boy like literally in the most boyish way the most boyish way like ron just comes in like yeah did you see that how could you and then and i'm like oh my god boys are so I stupid i needed more i needed more but more then him Herm- but no i <laughs> boys yeah but
1: yeah.
0: there's a thing i don't think they would have said i'm so sorry uh, yeah. do you forgive me like the medical have just grunted at each other like <clears throat> literally. that's why hermione cries <clears> throat> because throat> yeah. that was one of the worst fights that they've ever encountered like yeah. hermione crying was just like i am relieved
1: finally over like seriously (laughs) Ron is like why you (laughs) cry
0: but then it makes sense that harry didn't care for ron's apology because he just wanted ron on his side kind of thing yes yeah 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 yeah, it's nice to have someone say sorry to you but sometimes Hmm. sorry isn't always literal it's in the actions it's in the way that ron then just starts being like you know defending harry at every turn but then also i love that ron's commentary is typical of a spectator you think you know best you're overly critical but if you were to step in the same ring you would not be able to do half the work that that person is
1: actually you're you're asking me about how do i think ron would have gone i don't think you would have done that uh first task well yeah oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. no as if especially if
0: okay let's say harry hadn't had the hope he had right but Harry has some of that extra innate ability to yes. get out of sticky situations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If it had been wrong, if he, if he approached it like a chess match, maybe. uh uh-huh. yes, yeah, yeah. he panicked and didn't, then hmm. probably his chances are, you know, whatever they are. So we're going to take a break for a moment. And oh, wait, wait, before oh, uh, something that... Yeah, can before. we not do... Can we be more smooth? Okay. <sighs> No, go go
1: go go. I'm not saying we can't
0: talk, but I'm just saying, <laughs> can we be more
1: smooth? It's, it's a nice place to end it. It's a nice place to end it. Oh. I, I have to have the last one, <laughs> but it's a, a nice place to end it. As soon as I finish, just stop it. Yeah. Okay. 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 So this is uh when um Hagrid is showing Harry what the first task is: is the dragons, and they meet Charlie. So because I'm a I'm 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 in like like Charlie's the mm-hmm. first trap and I'm all thirsty for him. So <clears throat> Charlie of the house Weasley, first of his name, second born of his house, hair of a raging fire, and the trainer of dragons. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> anyway, we're gonna take a break. <laughs> yeah, let
1: somebody yes!
0: yes You know actually what I'll do for you? You know what I'll do for you, literally? Uh. <laughs> because seriously, seriously, you <laughs> rudeness. I'm sorry, that. darling. I'm sorry. That, nah, but we're going to take a break and be back in a moment. That concludes part one of this episode of The Story Never Ends. Check out part two for more.